0: I haven't been I Haven't been sued yet, so it's it's good. I'm going, I'm doing good in my.
1: It's good not to be sued. <laughs> I feel. Uh, so we're so we're on. We're on. Uh, so we're gonna. This segment is after the show. So I have five segments I do on the podcast. We do after the show, mm-hmm. then history unraveled. So I'm t- I, <clears throat> I'm gonna spend some of the content I'm doing. This semester at Moralton, yeah. I'm teaching a Civ class there. You excited yeah.
0: about that? I
1: am, dude. It's uh, I'm pumped about it. I'm excited to finally get to do it. I've been thinking about it for a long time. It's one of the main reasons I got my master's degree is, yeah. to, is to be able to do that. And it's it's pretty low key and that I only have to do um, I'm only doing one class this semester. Like I want to do more. Mm-hmm. I want to do online classes. Yeah, because, because just add, like, well, like with this setup, I mean, look how easy it is for me to oh, record yeah. for sure. But I'm going to start doing these um, history un- un- unravel courses. Um, like I'm going to do like a ten episode spot on 1968 since it's the 50th anniversary mm. over all of these like I'm gonna do an episode on the Little Rock nine mm-hmm. I'm gonna do
0: and that's stuff people need to know about exactly the, I mean, and that. it's
1: great that it's 50 years Yeah, so I can I'm gonna kind of like raise awareness. I'm gonna do LBJ I'm gonna do an episode on the Tet Offensive in Vietnam. Yeah. I've got just a little ten episode list. I'm gonna possibly have some guests. There's actually a professor that I'm looking forward to meeting at Moralton and I'm gonna talk to him about um seeing if he ever wants to come on. Talk to a couple of the historians um from the university here in town. And then also someone I'm I'm gonna hopefully have on as I ran into my philosophy professor, who's now retired Mm -hmm. yesterday, and uh, he would be an awesome guest. He's got a super awesome story, so hopefully we can get him on soon.
0: A guy I went to high school with, um, speaking when you're talking about the the Little Rock nine or whatever, uh, his grandpa was actually one of the National Guardsmen that was standing in the front door keeping them, from going in the school.
1: Interesting. I bet he's pictured in that yeah, photo. He huh?
0: he is. Uh, he. I remember him bringing the the photo of it and showing us his grandpa. His wow. grandpa was only like, you know, he was like a twenty four year old kid at the time or something. You know, just fresh out of the fresh out of boot camp and you know, and it was a, it was a, he he. You know, when you're when you're going through something like that, you probably don't realize the historical significance exactly. of it. Exactly. And so
1: it's like, uh, we, and I think that a lot of that has come to light on things from that era, mm-hmm. like the Vietnam War, oh, yeah. for example. Yeah. But uh, I've uh, there's a documentary on HBO that I'm uh, wanting to check out in depth that I'm going to check out and talk about before I do that episode on Little Rock Nine over, the, over that incident. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not really necessarily over that incident. It's over that school 50 years later. And I actually know someone that teaches there that's like an assistant principal Mm-hmm. so um i may um it's you know, talk to them briefly yeah it yeah. it really is it really is so
0: it's neat to go down there and just stand i've been down there a couple times and, you know, i've been and just, through i've been i've driven around
1: like around in the neighborhood because yeah. golden gloves mm-hmm. in arkansas is, is right there yeah. so yeah um, but so history unraveled, I haven't done my first episode on that, but I'm going to be doing it. It's on, it's going to be over the state of the union. Mm. I'm going to s- talk about LBJ's uh, state of the union address and, uh, kind of, kind of roll it out from there. But, I'm I'm going to have a couple of guest spots on that. I'm going to do about, t- like I said, t- at least 10 episodes and then I'll be moving on to other, other parts of, of history unraveled. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm doing, uh, coming up a couple of music unraveled. I'm going to go see this guy named Todd Snyder. He's like a folk storyteller this Friday. So we're going to review that concert next week. And then I'm having two guests on to re- that, like all three of us together, probably went to maybe 75 concerts <laughs> last year. So we're going to review all our 2017 concerts and that'll then be, that'll be interesting. <laughs> so, well this uh this will be good. So, we'll we'll get a Sons of Anarchy review out and then I'm doing um <clears throat> one on Godless, this Netflix original. Yeah. Uh with Cora, like we binge watched it when she her fight fell through. <laughs> it's only like eight episodes, but then there's this other one called Dark that we're going to be reviewing. Yeah. And uh so that's kind of like we reviewed Black Mirror, uh we did a game of thrones season eight theories episode. So we're anything that's kind of like entertainment related, mm-hmm. m- mostly, mostly streaming television. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, so like Sons of anarchy, like it, and it it's funny how like you, you, get like that one guy in the gym and you're like, bro, you watch sons of anarchy or you watch blah, blah, blah. Or yeah. you're into Westworld or whatever. So like, that's another, we're gonna do a Westworld season two <laughs> theories soon. <laughs> Uh, but so it, we got the music unraveled aspect, then this life unraveled, just like general topics about this, that, and the other, like Jesse Weiss came on and talked about Star Wars. We talked about other things, but he's going to come back. Like we were going to talk about, um, national parks and the Buffalo river, and we'll probably end up doing an individual episode on each of those. He's he's a sociology professor at the university of those arts. So, um, Really cool dude, too. I train his kids in jujitsu. So, yeah. but, um, <clears throat> so music unraveled, history unraveled after the show, life unraveled is just my like weekly guest spot that I'm doing. And, uh, those are all in like playlists on YouTube. So this will be in the after the show playlist, but I'll share it on the Facebook. We got social media yeah. set up now. So, you know, one thing that's kind of challenging is, um, I've been building a, uh, a site on Squarespace for the podcast. So, but one thing that you have to do for for the podcast is get this thing called an RSS feed. Mm-hmm. So I'm going through getting that set up and like everywhere I've checked mm-hmm. so far, it's like a pain to get it set up and they provide you with one, but they don't let you upload. I've already done in those seven episodes, like over 12 hours of content. It will do this. Who knows how long it'll end up being, yeah. you know? So mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like SoundCloud I hit my limit like to like not by the second Pretty podcast quick. I uploaded. so I think that in like 3 months all the episodes will come on but like I'm going to do a minimum of one podcast a week the Life unravel mm-hmm. podcast and then like man when just people want to come over or have like a topic or something in mind we're going to we're going to do that too jump in here and do it exactly That's like I'm having um Robert on here um in a few days, and a guy named Josh Wilson, um, that they're going to be going into uh, some cool topics that we've we've previously discussed. So, lots of uh, and then Flavio, Jack, uh, dude, I'm so looking up. forward to trying with oh, yeah. Flavio. So, and that's so, <laughs> oh, me too, man, me too. It's been a long time, so I'm, I'm especially five, looking forward to it. Was it like five years five or, or six years when he was yeah. here?
0: Yeah, I just remember his. I just remember his details. Oh, yeah. Like he was really, and, and how patient he was with everybody. He just, he would, he, and he wasn't afraid to go up to people and just be like, hey, man, you know, you, you know, try doing it this way, you know. Exactly. And there, there, there's some Brazilians that we've trained with that <clears throat> honestly didn't really care much for just because of their attitude. Yeah. And how they approach people. But Flavio was one of those guys that always just stuck out of my mind and how he, and how he trained with everybody and how he exactly. represented himself. And
1: I've thought about that before. And I think like, more than anything, I mean, everybody has like different instructor qualities, but like, it's like it, jujitsu instructors in general, really, because like you never, you, you like I've done a lot of seminars, a lot of different people. Like when we go to Vegas, I've done a lot of seminars up there, and like you know, just all the seminars that we've gone to. You went to Miguel Torres seminar. Oh, we've yeah. been talking about that on the oh, podcast. Yeah. We watched Miguel versus Demetrius Johnson. So like the fifth spot on the podcast is Sports Unraveled. Yeah. So I, I um. I will be doing, uh, like, we did a talk where we just talked about UFC 219. We were mm-hmm. talking about the fights coming up um, with Choi versus Jeremy Stevens. Oh, so it's going to be exciting. That's going to be great. I'm looking
0: forward to the, the Stipe versus oh, Francis and Guy. We talked God, about
1: dude. that at the end. Um, it's going to be crazy. Uh,
0: like, both those guys just – could you imagine getting hit by either one of those guys? Like, it just uh, I, I don't even want to no. imagine what it would do to me. That – no. You know what? You know what's fascinating to me
1: um, is how small of a heavyweight Mike Tyson was. Oh yeah,
0: like that. He really, in all reality, he wasn't a heavyweight. Yeah, exactly. Because they didn't. And I tell people this all the time. Um, you know, I and I, it's funny. I use the Rocky movie as an example because people look at Rocky, and I was like, Rocky really wasn't a heavyweight. He weighed 190 pounds. But back then they didn't have the cruiserweight division, which is what they have now. The cruiserweight is right before you jump up into heavyweight. They didn't have that back then, so a lot of those guys in like that one eighty five, one ninety five pound range fought in heavyweight because they didn't yeah. really have a weight class for them. Heavyweight was that was in that range. And Tyson, I think he was in that. I want to say he was in that range. He was only like two hundred and two or two hundred and four, yeah, something like or something that, like, like that. low twos, yeah. like
1: maybe two ten at the absolute most. But like I think it was like. Low twos. But, I would have to look it up. But just
0: his, man, his
1: power that he oh had. Gosh. I, well, there's a, a podcast I've been watching. Uh, this guy does all sorts of stuff, does some stuff um, like, just, like, related to – I was hoping that when I had Josh, uh, Josh, when he did the Sports Unraveled episode, that we could actually re-watch the entire 219 card, but it wasn't on Fight Pass yet, even yeah. seven days later. So I've had, I've had pay-per-views go on Fight Pass, like, right after him, and then – then I've had it take up to I guess like thirty days. I don't know. Yeah. So, but uh, there's there's some fun stuff coming up in MMA. But when I have um, it's like I want to have I want to do several with Drink, mm-hmm. uh and get him on the podcast and and do sports unraveled episodes and do like one from like um uh you, you know what is it called uh it's called uh, full contact. Which was like um, sort of a mid-transition kickboxing style, which is about all all that there was outside of like your taekwondo and karate style point sparring yeah. It like gymnasium type tournaments, mm-hmm. like even the, like the what like you see that, Joe Rogan doing, yeah, like
0: all, I, all that old school stuff they used to do. Back yeah, in the day.
1: exactly. Isn't it crazy people would just like knock get knocked out and then
0: fall and hit a gym floor? Yeah, that is insane to me. Yeah. so and my uh my cousin in arizona he did kung fu for like years as a kid growing up yeah well i can't remember what ranking he got in kung fu but <clears throat> he showed he would send me videos of doing you know tournaments on like hardwood floors and stuff yeah. and he i mean and just guys getting knocked down and everything and it, it was just crazy I'll, stuff from like the early 90s mid 90s you know yeah. Oh, yeah. See, we'll see. Dring
1: is is such can bring such context. So I want to do like ten episodes with him and just mm-hmm. do like a boxing, kick bo- uh, American style kickboxing, mm-hmm. Superfoot, Joe Lewis. Oh, and he's got BJJ, too, man. Weeping style yeah. and like get just get on a, like and do basically a martial arts unraveled. Mm-hmm. Just kind of throw it in that mm-hmm. sports unraveled section as a series so the history unraveled will be kind of like that. I'm going to do like this, this thing I'm doing is like, I'm calling it 1968 unraveled and the episodes are going to be, you know, I'm going to throw them in an individual playlist, but they're, they're going to be the history unraveled too. So like, as it builds, it'll give me uh different ways to kind of put that content out. And it's, it's organized. Like I, I, I really like going to a YouTube page that has like a clean, um, playlist section. It's easy to access your content like um I wish like Kurt Ossiander would do that. At least the last time I looked he hadn't organized this stuff. But Joe Rogan does that. I wish Joe Rogan would do like a best of Joey, or like, well, he does do some best of, but to like put all the Joey Diaz episodes <laughs> in, or all the Eddie Bravo episodes. yeah And he's kind of starting to do that. Yeah. Because so, he has this MMA show now. Mm-hmm. So those are all in their own playlist. But he has his archives from just JRE. It's over a yeah. thousand episodes. Yeah. They're divided in like 250.
0: Well, I know he takes like certain. Clips and stuff, and puts it, that them out too. a lot of
1: his sections that get really big hits. I, know. I would uh, like to do that too, but like we were talking about a second ago, I don't think it was before we started recording. Is I need a um, like basically a producer in here doing that. So, yeah. uh, as time goes on, or I need I just I'm not going to be able to spend the time with the editing right now, above and beyond. Like I said, this will probably be the last audio only we do, but I'm trying to get my um, audio uploads settled because there's just not really like, an audio version of YouTube that I've found that is just, like, free hosting, basically, for yeah. you to... But, I mean, YouTube's YouTube's fine. Like, yeah. I really like it, but, like, I watch a lot and listen to a lot of podcasts, particularly on YouTube, but um, it's... Uh, a lot of people listen to audio only outside of YouTube, like, yeah. on their phones, on the podcast mm-hmm. app or Stitcher. So I'm trying to get on the podcast app and Stitcher, but I need this, like middle go-between until i get my website up or until i find a third-party service that'll give me this rss feed yeah yeah cool stuff yeah it is you gotta start somewhere man it it is you know and like we're getting social media settled in and getting the content out so it's just it's like i've said um, almost every time i've done one It's just cool like i keep figuring new things out and the audio has gotten better since like the first one we did and like there was a, a mid cut pushed on there's a button that cuts out the mids on the mixer on mm-hmm. my mic on the first podcast i did so it kind of pulls in and out it's kind of annoying um but you're going to notice like by episode 25 or 100 episodes so that the quality's going to go through the roof and like i'm getting all my animations and um uh, audio lead-in's done, mm-hmm. and they're going to be awesome. Mm-hmm. Dylan, the guy who was on the second episode, you have, you met Dylan, I think yeah. he's he's yeah. he's doing jujitsu, yeah. And his kids, his kids are at the gym. Uh, he's, I mean, he's just private lessons. He's he's super into it. We we've, we've known each other for like twenty two years and played music together and play music together here across the hall. So, <laughs> but uh, so this is uh, going to be after the show. Sons of Anarchy review so i was joking a second ago like did so did you went did you get into sons of anarchy like when it the first
0: no i uh my brother uh started watching it he was more into it than i was before i didn't start getting into it until second season uh and then i went he had actually bought the first season when it came out on dvd and so i watched it and then started watching it from season two on after that. I didn't, I didn't watch it from the very beginning. Like most, like some of the hardcore SOA fans. I did, didn't either. I didn't get into, um, this was like this. I didn't get into game of
1: Thrones until after the third season was over. I started during the first, I watched the first episode of the fourth, fourth season. And, I, and then I had to wait. So anytime I meet somebody that like, didn't have <laughs> to go through that, I'm like, like my buddy Colby, uh, he did a, a, a episode after the show with me and he um he didn't start till season seven wow so like what he feels right now waiting for season eight i felt like four times (laughs) same but like breaking bad same thing i didn't start watching it until the last season oh really yeah and then i'm like man i I wish i kind of kind of wish i would have watched it sooner but it's nice not having to wait between seasons but i had to wait for the last season of son's anarchy that's when i got into it but i knew about it like w- back when it was on and I get at uh, 08 when it came out. Mm-hmm. It, I was on 08 through 2014.
0: Yep. 08, 14.
1: Yep. Yeah. And an excellent show. I, as soon oh, as man. I watched it, I wanted to
0: form my own MC. <laughs> right. It, does, it makes you want to buy a Harley and uh, get a cut and just become an outlaw. <laughs> yeah, I know, right?
1: <laughs> Maybe we can be like a, a, a biker against child no, abuse type guy.
0: Trust me, it's not a glamorous lifestyle. Yeah,
1: so – um do you guys uh, in your department have you had to deal on the law enforcement side with any uh, mo- motorcycle gang? Because I know we've had some people come through town a few times yeah. that have kind of caused issues here or there. Yeah. And I don't know what the stories are. Or anything well, uh,
0: the Mongols and the Banditos are the ones that are in this area. Uh, the Mongols are based out of Dardanelle.
1: Interesting. Yeah, I had no I, idea.
0: Yeah, they were here in Russellville for I don't know a couple of years, but they moved their they moved their clubhouse out of town they didn't really as far as i know they didn't really give a whole lot of problems to the area they actually did a few fundraisers around town uh during christmas time and stuff like just that. just like jimma yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, like that's in uh right season one they had that fundraiser
1: and yeah then, uh, later on um and uh, bobby's always singing mm-hmm, bobby ellis <laughs> yeah
0: funny and then uh the, the banditos I, they they come through uh Pottsville, a lot. They take that back highway 247. And we see them coming through a lot. Um, I've pulled a couple of them over in the past. Uh, They don't ever give me any problems. Um, I think a lot of them are trying to get away from that outlaw image. They want to just be really known as a club. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's that's one uh, of the cooler parts about the show is how you you see that, you at least
1: do see that kind of brotherhood side of it. mm -hmm. It's the same thing that, like, I feel like it, doing jiu jitsu, martial arts, whatever you're doing, it's like oh, you're, yeah. you're, it's that tribal, you're, yeah. you're a part of the tribe.
0: It's just like in police work, too, man. I can go anywhere and I can meet a cop, and it's just, you know, it, it's immediately, it's that same brotherhood, you know, you would, you would have that guy's back just as much as, you know, like I would have your back, and so who who's this? Who is this Mike the Cop guy? Oh, Mike the Cop. He's a. Uh, I've been following him for years. He, I, I've heard about him before. Yeah, yeah. he uh, he started out on Vine back in the day. He would do Vine videos. Didn't they and close stuff. that down. They did. Yeah, yeah. I
1: had a Vine at one point for the jump.
0: Yeah, Um but they're coming out with a. He told me they're coming out with a Vine too. Is why they shut it down. Yeah. But, uh, I started following him. I saw his video. Somebody used a segment of one of his videos on a, on a funny YouTube, uh, video or something. And I started following him. And he's actually, he's a cop from Michigan and, uh, he just makes funny videos on YouTube and, um, and he's he's, he's we got his had him on the podcast. I, w- w- he was only here for like two days. He yeah, did the. He that would have been cool. He did the lead event the other night, the Law Enforcement Appreciation Day event. He was oh, the nice. he was the main speaker down there. So he used to be a he used to be a cop. He's, but he's, he's still not well. No, he's still a part time cop. He doesn't do it full time because uh, he travels around and does. So he's like the master can like of law enforcement. Exactly. Nice. Pretty much. And yeah. he, does he do jujitsu? He does. Oh, nice. Well, Is you know, good? we were, I took him down to the gym the other night. Yeah. that's why I, that's why I text you when I asked you if you were awake. I
1: didn't see, and so like I woke up, like I frequently like watching Sons of Anarchy or something. Yeah. Right now, it's been Peaky Blinders, and that'll yeah. be the third review um, that Cora and I do uh, after Godless and Dark. But um, we're we just finished the first season. Yeah. And I don't know if you've seen that. Bro, I haven't seen.
0: I've seen it on. It's it's uh, actually on my feed it is on Netflix. So. Peaky Blinders is. The Peaky Blinders. I mean, yeah, bro, out. it
1: is so good. Like I tried to watch it a few years ago and what's it kind it's nice but it sucks is because now I am in a show hole <laughs> because it's so good and it's six episodes a season but it's four seasons. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, I gotta I'm trying to get these half guard and side control video uh side mount escape videos filmed and yeah. um Core and I are working on filming um the next two uh sections of kickboxing and getting those uploaded on the member site. Yeah. And um getting the next big batch of like skimming out of those and doing additional ones for the gym YouTube. Yeah. So uh but, but uh, you know the podcast launch too is it's not taking a ton of time because uh, like I said I got I got the upload down to process. Okay, we're back on. Back on? Yeah, sorry about that. Uh,
0: no, that's good. Uh anyway, he was down here, he was the lead, uh, or he was the main speaker or whatever, and he just, uh, he's a nice guy, and he's hes real big on, he's got his own Facebook page and YouTube page, and he does a podcast, too, on, oh, on cool. police stuff, you know, and, uh, and he, uh, but we were, after the, I had to work the night that he was doing the, the event, so I didn't get to go to it. But he was staying in Russellville for the night, and then he was leaving the next. Has day. Has he ever been here before? No, he's never even been. He never even been down here. Okay, so no, he's no. from he's from Michigan. <clears throat> so uh, anyway, they had him. Uh, they were having a little get together at the Old Bank Grill after the event that night, and so I went home after I got off and went over there. I was going to hang out with him for like challenged cause, him cause he well he came down to the station and visited me, and we did a little Snapchat video for his Snapchat. And so uh, he's making fun of me because I had grown a mustache and I had my mustache, mustache going on. Way, yeah. yeah. And, uh, anyway, uh, so we just got to talking and I knew that he had kind of started training jujitsu a little bit, but he was like, yeah, I'm a blue belt in jujitsu, four stripe blue belt. And he's with a Marcello uh, affiliate up cool. there in Detroit. And uh, I said, well, you know, I'm a brown belt, right? And he's like, no. And, uh, I, he's like, man, I wish I would have brought my stuff and we could have trained. And I was like, dude, my gym is like literally three blocks away i was like if you want i'll run home because he's not much bigger than me i mean he's a little bit a little bit same size you know or same height you know but a little bit thicker i said dude i'll run home and get my gi i got a gi you can wear and we'll go train we'll do some midnight rolling i don't care and he's like let's do it dude some of the (laughs) funnest
1: strolls i ever had were after dark oh yeah like outside of class i mean just you know there's been so many times like super late at night where like i just uh, am super on a on a
0: an inspired kick of some <laughs> sort and want to be training or it's just something comes to mind and you're like i gotta try that but exactly no he was super cool man we we went down there for about an hour and a half and just uh and he's he's pretty good too i was i was surprised right on he, uh, yeah he was he takes it serious he's a. Uh, he's he's in the same mentality i am in in that we feel that a lot of law enforcement or a- anybody that's in law enforcement needs to be uh needs to be training in whether it be jiu kickboxing judo wrestling whatever it, we feel it's very beneficial
1: i, I to, mean it's it's very necessary and it's you know there's there's a lot of answers i would like i would like to do a um like when Macmillan comes on, mm-hmm. we're going to get into that. And that's going to be a theme that I definitely delve into. And that's, I mean, that is the reason why I'm just like, okay. Because sadly, here's the deal. Like, so we offer the, we offer this free classes for law enforcement. They rarely mm-hmm. take take us up on it. Uh, and it, we do that because they have irregular schedules, but it's like, we have classes like every day through oh, times yeah. a day, essentially. Yeah. And um, so and they, they still don't come. They didn't come before. They don't come now. I, I, and I don't really have an answer for it other than if, like, I mean, there's there's potential answers. Like I said, it's a big topic. But just, like, there's got to be some more of a level of networking that goes on with, like, what uh, Mr. Dering's doing with the state mm-hmm. on, you know, he has, like, a, essentially a contract where he's a trainer of trainers mm-hmm. that do defensive tactics. Yeah. And it's, um, you know, it's, it's a struggle to um have all the answers for it and it, i feel like that awareness is being raised and that's why i want to be talking about it and when I like i want to talk about it when drain comes
0: on yeah so man a lot of it is just <clears throat> and you know it's just like anybody that goes to work you know when you when you're off you know a lot of times you don't there's a lot of things you don't want to do when you're off or you know after you get off work you're tired and stuff like that And a lot of it has to do with the guys just don't want to come put in the work I mean, yeah. I hate to say that, but they're—they just don't want to do it for some reason. They feel. Have like, you told them they can do? They can do donuts and the and the yeah, and the training and. You just eat a donut before you come in to train, and give you a little bit of energy, and then you yeah, just or work it off
1: after. And you can use training as excuse, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I'm not asking them to stop eating donuts. I hope they know that. <laughs> hey, not all cops like donuts. Most
0: of us like biscuits and gravy.
1: I, I mean, I'm a fan of both. Yeah, but not at the same time. Not at the same time. Well, so <clears throat> season 1 you get you get introduced to all your characters. You got Jax Clay, Gemma, Gemma's Jax's mom, Clay is Jax's stepdad. You get introduced to Jax's junkie ex-wife yeah. who it just <laughs> OD'd or, uh, and had the baby, and the baby was yep. born like prematurely crack addicted. I don't know. Yep. So you got some drama there. You got this Dr. Tara, who's like his ex-girlfriend from, from high, high school. school. Yeah. You got Chibs. From Braveheart, I love Chibs. He, man. Yeah, dude, I was just watching. He was on Peaky Blinders. Is it really? Yeah, season two. Well, I have to check he's it the out, the man. Dad, man.
0: Chibs is one of my favorite characters in that whole show. Yeah, man. I know, he just, right? And
1: he's like one of the only ones that makes it. I know. Anyway, <laughs> uh, spoiler alert: Bobby Elvis, uh, Piney Opie, who's fa- who are father and son. Opie's son, uh, Happy. Uh, and then, too. Well, we, Happy
0: didn't really come on until. Was he not in the first, the first uh, episode? I think he made, like, one appearance. Season. Yeah. Uh, he really don't come on until, like, the end of season two. Yeah. he's, he's in, I believe that he's in a, co- a couple of episodes, but yeah. you got Half Sack, the Half prospect. Sack, the prospect. You got Poor Ju- Half Sack. Juicy Boy, <laughs>
1: Juice, uh, and Unzer, who's, like, the retiring cancer uh, police, chief. police chief in that area.
0: And then you got Hale. You also got Chief oh, yeah, Deputy Hale.
1: and um, so the the girl who's the ATF agent stall right evil. Man, yeah, evil you Stahl. just like hate her immediately. <laughs> um, so episode one, there's this crazy warehouse explosion, so they bring in all this like um uh, like rival gang.
0: You got the Mayans, the, their, the Mayans, their, their rival gang, who they're kind of at war with right now. Well, yeah. I wouldn't say it's war. Well, it's they just... bring
1: in uh, throughout, by the end of the first season, they bring in. Well, so that's just kind of like the intro of the whole gun trade because it, like, it's ammo that blows mm-hmm. up in the warehouse yeah. and then there's like some dead bodies that like yep. TIG. Oh yeah, I forgot to Oh, say we got tig. about TIG. Oh, TIG. how did you forget about TIG? TIG, TIG, TIG? Traeger. <laughs> that's, that's an interesting character right there. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Man, my dog wants to be on the podcast, but we're not <laughs> going to let him. Yeah. <laughs> he just can't handle himself around. The just head wait to ones. get the real
0: Hickson on the podcast, <laughs> <laughs> dude. Having
1: Jack on is going to be so sick, Jack Toffer. Um, so warehouse explosion. You get you get an in, in intro to like all the rival MC element that they're going to go into, mm-hmm. and uh, so this is based in the the city of Charming, which is this fictional Northern California, NorCal.
0: Um, it's right above Oakland. Yeah, according to the. Yes, because they the,
1: they play the, play into that a lot. Yeah. They also like weave in like Oregon and um, Nevada into several yeah. episodes. That yeah, they have they have, like uh, they have several
0: clubs in surrounding areas. You got Tacoma, uh, Arizona, and then they eventually turn the. I think in season one, don't they turn the uh, that cl- that uh, brother club. Yes, the, yes, yeah, they, do a, patch they, they over, do a patch over. Which
1: is a thing. I, I like how like you see a lot of the elements. Mm-hmm. I love the table. The table is oh, so awesome. the table and is so and then sweet. the gavel, like every time we have a nonprofit meeting I'm like, damn it, I want a gavel. <laughs> Just wanna hit the gavel at the end or the beginning. I don't know the I don't know the etiquette, but I want a gavel.
0: You do it to open the meeting,
1: and then you do it. To we close should do the one meeting. before the before each podcast. That'll be like our <laughs> our action spot. Like I, I've got the audio matched on the camera, so I don't have to match. Like I, I was trying to match audio and the video, and I just went ahead and uploaded the audio uh, onto YouTube. And like I said, about ten episodes in, we'll start doing video only, and this may be the last audio only that I do. But um, anyway, so charming northern california you know i read that the um pilot episode was actually
0: filmed with this guy named scott glenn scott glenn that's scott a, glenn was nice was one. originally supposed to be clay because uh <clears throat> i can't remember what ron perlman he was supposed to be filming something else who is hellboy who is hellboy yeah and uh he was he was working on something else i can't remember what it was but then they they originally filmed it with scott glenn and uh they said it just didn't really jive too well like that tension between him and jacks just wasn't wasn't there that they wanted yeah and so and originally I, I i think i watched a uh an interview with kurt sutter and he was saying that ron perlman was actually his number one choice was who he wanted as as clay he wrote that role for clay or for ron the role of clay for ron and uh but they couldn't get him at the time but I guess it eventually worked out. They got him.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, and I, I I think that that really does well for the show, honestly,
0: yeah. uh,
1: because they have a good cast. Um, so Katie Siegel, mm-hmm. speaking of jujitsu on the podcast, is um, the fictional wife on Married with Children. Mm-hmm. So, and here's another trivia factoid, <laughs> while we're on trivia factoids, about the pilot episode having a different person in it. That uh, Katie Siegel is also in that. Do you remember that Disney movie Smart House when we were like teenagers? Or
0: uh, maybe about I'm, the
1: the house that like has like a consciousness. It's like almost like a Black Mirror episode for kids. But uh, have you, Black Mirror is crazy, bro. we <laughs> and I binge binge that too when uh, like we just watch Netflix like the whole weekend with a five filter and eight <laughs> Oreos. But
2: uh, anyway, that's what you do, man. Yeah,
0: you do that if a fight falls through or after a fight. Yeah. After a fight, man, that was when I always got fat was after a fight.
1: Uh so Charlie Hunnam is uh Jax. Have you seen King Arthur yet? I have. Is it good? It's um, on HBO, I'm about to watch it.
0: It it was okay. Don't tell me that. No, I mean I it I don't know. I I watched it. I mean it was it was, I mean, it may be one of those movies I have to go back and watch again. Yeah. There's a lot of times know, I, I had, had to go back and watch stuff just to see if I really like it or I, not. I
1: probably should give it another chance, but I had high expectations for that Robin Hood with Russell
0: Crowe, but I just... See,
1: I liked it. I liked that. Just didn't get into
0: it. Yeah. I heard, I, you know, I had people that told me they didn't, get, but I liked it.
1: Yeah. Well, like I said, maybe I should give it another chance, but I mean, how could you ever possibly be better than Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves?
0: Kevin Costner's hard
1: Morgan to beat. Morgan Freeman, Christian Slater um you know anyway
0: the only th- the only person that beat kevin costner on anything was russell kurt russell was wider in tombstone
1: yeah you know i like both of them but i probably like tombstone better yeah. honestly oh yeah yeah well so <coughs> back on to the uh... Sons of anarchy so probably one of my favorite characters opie 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 gary bertier <laughs> <laughs> from from Remember the Titans
0: left side
1: yeah left that's such a good movie too I really enjoy that movie
0: hey you know that that story would probably integrate really well into your into that era of your history that you were talking about I wonder about. what year that set in. it was set I want to say it was like 70 71 something yeah, like that yeah you know it was still during sure. the, it was still during that you know uh, that era of where they were integrating schools and stuff you know So that would probably that story would probably fit really good into that era, you know, because that I means that's what that was that that was an integrated school. Yeah. That was, well, and that
1: know. that era, like my my um, expertise, I guess uh, you could say, in history is post um, Civil War to mm-hmm. now. That's where I've had the vast majority, and where my major concentrations were in uh, undergrad and grad school. And that's uh, why I was almost going to teach a U.S. History 2, which is that era. Yeah. And I'm still going to get into that heavily, like two whole units I'm doing out of, like, I think it was 26 or 32. I can't remember. Uh, it's like a difference in, like, I'm doing two classes a week for 16 weeks, but there's, like, three tests. And um, yeah. the first day I won't get a whole lecture in because I'll have to do, like, little, like, you know, first class stuff. So handing out the syllabus and going over it and talking about the book and you know
0: all that fun stuff. All, what the test <laughs>
1: format's going to be like and everything. So um, <clears throat> so Jacks like finds his dad's diaries and it starts like revealing like that
0: basically Clay might have like had something to do with his future death basically. Yes, and he the 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 memoir or whatever that he's reading just kind of give you a rundown of it 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 basically tells his vision of the club why he want what the way the direction he wanted it to go as opposed to the direction that it was going in Uh, his dad was he calls his dad a hippie and you know he really wanted the club to be more just not somewhat not outlaw but you know didn't really want to get into, like, the gun didn't, didn't want to get into the guns. Didn't want to get into But Clay did. But and Clay he, did. he was a founding member. So, like, most of the original members
1: were, like, Piney, were, like, Vietnam War vets. Mm-hmm. Like, I like how they worked that into it. Yeah. Um.
0: But, uh, so. And a lot of the, there's only three founding members, or four founding members, alive still at the beginning of so season so is Otto
1: one. that's in prison was he a founding member? no 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 that they had the a, other auto
0: there was a there was two autos Otto delaney is one of the members that's in prison for killing i really like that character in the yeah. plot yeah. honestly like he's probably one of mine such a tragic character mm-hmm.
1: too bro how like how they bring in the prison into basically every season yeah um or like versus the season where uh, the third season when they're in ireland like they really just bring in the brutal side of it throughout yeah. the show because, um, well, we'll talk about um, it later. Because, <clears throat> like, I mean, it's almost like Game of Thrones. Like your favorite character from the first season gets killed mm-hmm. in the next to last episode of the first season. Oh, well. And like here we are about to be uh, season eight in 2019, and everybody's still like, "Yeah, that's not my favorite character." There's a big conspiracy oh, yeah. theory that he's still alive. And he's still alive. Yeah, yeah. and oh, it's, it's like, always, no, he got his head cut off, dude. It's but but
0: maybe who knows? I mean, there's been crazier stuff that happened in Game of Thrones. But, so no, Otto Delaney, he's like, a, <clears throat> he's like the sacrificial lamb through that whole season. Oh, I know, man. Like he 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 takes the. I mean, he basically like just does all the dirty work. For that club inside, inside the, the inside. and then yeah. he gets punished for it too. I know and he's like
1: blind in one eye, but see, like even in the first episode, he's like, "Send my gratitude to Leanne," and then like one, uh, Bobby starts banging, banging her. Yeah. Oh my gosh, Leanne his just... wife on the outside because their his wife runs their porn business. Yeah, so they're, they're like it's crazy how that like I know so many people that got into this show, and like the the themes are so like. <laughs> Raw, Yeah. Really. They it do is. a good that's job. A, that's a good way drama. to
0: describe it. It's a really raw show. It I mean, it, uh, well, it was on FX originally, right? right? Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. See, I've, I've only ever watched it on Netflix. And I think when the last season was coming out, I was watching it on Hulu or Amazon prime or something yeah. like after the episodes came out, I do that. Yeah. I do that for a better call Saul. Cause I don't do, I don't have cable or anything. I just stream everything. Yeah. Um, so, Opie's just got out of prison. I yeah. think it was a cool yeah. little element that they worked in. Do you remember his name? The guy that was like previously in the club who wanted to see his son's
0: band play, but he was the reason yeah, Opie got gone uh, to prison. Oh, man. I can't remember his name off the top of my head. Excommunicated. But, yeah. But him and Opie had planted a bomb or something on a something. I, they don't really just say what it was. Yeah. They just know that Opie got caught planting a bomb on something. And this other guy left Opie there and drove off when they heard the cops coming. And so Opie went to prison for five years for arson charges and stuff like that. And And then this other guy and kids at home and then this other guy they excommunicated him and kicked him out. I mean, basically ran him out of town. So he couldn't come back. No community events.
1: So he, it starts off like his ex-wife approaches Jim about him coming to this community event where Bobby's singing his Elvis. And this guy's son is his bands playing, but turns out he's there to just basically try and like, get back, back in back with the club. the club yeah. and opie's like, like super awkward for opie and then they end up fighting but they also see that that dude still has his he still got back his back piece He's, yeah. so you can't have club tattoos so like don't they so they inked over clays they ink way over- later yeah, in yeah. the series we'll go we'll get there yeah. um so like season one you start mm. to see this division between Jax and Clay, his mm-hmm. stepdad, but like, I would say their relationship's really good yeah. in the first few episodes. Yeah. But then you start to see just like the drama unfold, like throughout. Well,
0: but, it goes back to Jax is, is starting to read his father's memoirs. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's just his father is basically confirming to him through the memoirs what Jax was already feeling in the first place. You know, he was like, you know, this outlaw life is not a good life. It's not a. It's not a longevity life, you know, and I, and I, and a lot of it, the birth of his son, Abel, yeah, also kind of starts With changing, starts changing him too, you know, because he's like, I'm a father now, you know, I can't be, I can't be going down this road, you know, being an outlaw and spending, you know, half my life in jail and, you know, getting shot at and all this, and it's just not a, it's not a good lifestyle, so.
1: Well, I mean, and I think that all the show really does is highlights like re- like with the prisons and stuff. It does raise awareness and highlights these real things that are going on. Study like you're talking about a a, a, a MC in small town Arkansas. Whether they're doing things or not, they they have that reputation yeah. elsewhere.
0: They're one they're one percenter clubs, man. They're they're considered themselves outlaws. First they don't- nine. original
1: yeah so it's sons of anarchy motorcycle club redwood original redwood original yeah okay sam crow that's so that's they call it sam crow all throughout so they're they're like they've got the atf and the feds on them for this rico case they're trying to build with that agent stall that gets introduced in the first season uh later on jackson clay start to drift apart clay gets arrested in uh Mm -hmm. in the first episode um Let's see, what yes, else? They start questioning. No, uh, close to the last season, uh, last episode of the first season. <clears throat> um, let's see, what Oh, oh, man. So they start feuding with the Mayans, and there's all this kind of uh, th- that you start to see the racist element because these white nationalists come in Loan. Is it or the this first? It's it's the mines and the Nords first.
0: Right? Yeah, well, and and then there's uh, the Niners are also in, in, introduced in the first season too. They're they're starting to have some trouble with the Niners a little bit on the gun stuff because since their warehouse got blown up, their their gun shipments have, are going to slow down. And Clay's trying to he's trying to keep everybody happy. You know, he's saying you know we'll get back on our feet, but you just got to give us a little bit of time. Well, they're not they're not willing to give him a whole lot of time and so it's creating a little bit of rift not only with the mayans but it's also their people that they sell guns to it's uh it's getting a little hairy also indeed but uh anyway i think the 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 whole best part of that that first season is just jackson opie's relationship you see how close of friends they are yeah and did they go to high school together uh yeah. I mean they've grown up together. That's what I was. Both their yeah. dads are the, you know, both their dads were the founding members. Yeah. You know, yeah. uh you got John Taylor, Jax's dad, was the president and then Opie's dad, uh Piney was the vice president.
1: Who was sergeant at arms back then? I don't know. I guess well, that, it was Clay at one point or.
0: actually no, I think it was uh uh the shoot the guy in prison, um uh the older guy. The guy that was oh, a real Hell's Angel. Yeah,
1: Angels. yeah, yeah, yeah. That was cool.
0: Uh, I can't remember. I it's, you like how it's they work His out. name is Sonny Barger in real life. He was a Hell's Angel. One of the he, in real life, but I can't remember his name on the show now. I've had a had a brain fart.
1: Did you like how they worked, Marilyn Manson? And oh, later, yeah, the we'll the, get, we'll go into that. Yeah. Unfortunately. Uh, so let's just wrap up that season one uh, caps off with Clay killing Donna Opie's wife. What yeah. the crap? So well, it's it actually, like it's, accident, actually tig, right? it's actually TIG. That okay, kills yeah, her. but Clay orchestrated. Clay it.
0: orchestrated because they they it was TIG. Oh, they arrest uh, they arrest Opie and Stall frames Opie for uh, being, basically she makes him look out to be a rat because Opie's in a lot of debt. They're about, to, they're about to lose their house. He's working a he's working a crappy job where he's not making a whole lot of money. So he has to be a criminal. So he has to go back to the and he's club. He's trying to get out of the club, right? No, no. He's, he's trying not.
1: isn't he trying to like lower his involvement with like the crime? Exactly. Element?
0: That's what it he wants to. He can't walk away from. He he's like Jax. He can't walk away from the club because it's been his whole life. That's all he's ever known. But at the same time, he's also in that same boat with Jax. He kind of doesn't want to be the outlaw anymore. He wants to be a family man, and he wants to do right by his family. Yeah, we so saw he's what kinda, that did for him. Yeah. And so, but anyway, at, at that same time, they, the ATF decides to try to set him up to look like a rat so they can get some more dirt on what's going on inside the club. Well, Clay picks up on this and thinks Opie is actually a rat. And so he has Tig try to kill him. So they're having this big party at the and end of season. driving Opie's truck. Yeah, they're having this big party at the end of season one and, uh, Donna and Opie actually switch vehicles. And so Donna is actually driving Opie's truck. And so Tig thinks that it's Opie actually driving the truck. So he pulls up, caps him through the window, and then realizes, oh, crap, I just killed Donna. I just killed Opie's wife. And then, of course, Damn the, it, Tig. The, the last the last episode is at Donna's funeral. And Jax knows what's, and that's the thing, is Jax knows what just happened. He knows that Clay tried to kill, or Clay killed Donna. He knew that he orchestrated it, so of course that last scene in that first in that first season is Jack's walking up and setting the rose on Donna's grave while he's looking across at Tig and yeah, that and cemetery Clay.
1: scene is rough. And then Jacks and Tara like back together. Yeah, like, Jacks and like, Tara kind of rekindle through. a
0: little bit, but you know Tara's kind of reserved about getting back with him because oh, yeah. she knows the lifestyle. She don't want to be an old lady, but she also her. came back for him too. That's another thing yeah. that she don't... And then then there's that guy that she shoots. Yeah. <laughs> that was crazy, man. I don't think that happens till season
1: two, though. That might be... I think it's season one. It could be season two. I I watched, uh, I think, all season was 13 episodes a season. I know. So that's why I was talking to you. It's like we could we've already been going 40, 45 minutes because that's like this conversation. It's like, it's, it's, it's not hard to stay on topic, but, uh, we did, we did that game of Thrones. We ended up talking about widespread panic and we started off talking about Bruce Lee and David Carradine and, and Kung Fu. So, you know, it's like, that's what it just, you know, but for the most part, when, when we start talking about entertainment, it kind of tends to, Stay on on those other shows oh, yeah. or like you know, those same themes, motorcycle clubs, whatever. But uh, so yeah, well, they also bring in this element which I've um been fascinated by, and they have, and this is uh, an element that's also in the picky blinders <laughs> the IRA, the IRA, yeah,
0: true yes, IRA. The, yeah,
1: the, yeah there's it true there's what there's a real yeah. IRA, and then there's just uh, maybe
0: it's the real IRA, I think
1: it's the real IRA, but. I, I'm I'm so I'm I'm not 100 percent up on on that part of the plot, line, but uh, I love uh, I love that arc of the the story mm-hmm. for sure. Um, okay, so <clears throat> moving forward, you get to season two and um, the aftermath of Donna getting killed oh, yeah. and
0: Tig being the one that did it, and he and well tensions and, are high at the beginning of season two because Jacks, like I said, he knows exactly what's going on. He knows, but he's afraid to tell Opie what happened because how did Jax
1: find out about Donna because Jax finds out sometimes. well
0: he he knew he, kn- he knew I mean it was like it, it was never it was never shown you know or anything like that but he knew that, that that Clay was behind it
1: okay so does it go into in the first season like Clay's arthritis and that he can't like, oh yeah ride? yeah he's already yeah they, yeah they
0: they immediately show that he's got uh, he's got de- he's got degenerative uh, arthritis in his hands. He can't clutch. He can't stuff. clutch a bike very long. And so that's and that's another that's another plot line that kind of goes with Jax is just kind of buying his time because he knows Clay don't have much time left either.
1: And but but still it's going to be somewhat of a political move even at, at one point in the first season when that, when Clay gets arrested Piney's like, "Oh, you're making the decisions now." Yeah. You know, because it's like you still have Piney in the picture, you got Tig, who's Sergeant-at-arms, super allied with Clay, so he's not going to be with no. Jax. No. So really, you gotta have, it's like, it's almost like a board of directors. Mm-hmm. Like They vote on everything, oh, all these yeah. serious club issues, and um, there's is just a whole table full of people, and this like Survivor people forming alliances. <laughs> exactly. Haven't you applied to Survivor like a few times? Uh, three times. Did they ever get any correspondence back?
0: Uh, I got an email after I did that after we filmed that video uh do you remember what, do you remember when we did that video at the gym when yeah. they were filming me uh I sent that in, and I got some type of email saying, "We got your video, we're looking at it, and we'll let you know but that was that was all I thought that video was gonna be be my ticket in, man, because yeah. I was like I can win survivor, I know I can win survivor and
1: uh, what is the, what do you win on there? What's the million dollars one million dollars in
0: dr evil voice yes
1: so um i mean there's no good way to say this Gemma gets gang raped by the white supremacist in season two and it's super disturbing and it's super raw and they that is the probably like i would say the main theme
0: the main theme of season two is the guy one of the uh, well, Hale's brother yeah. hires this white supremacist group to come in That's and basically. Lone league of yeah, Aryan that white yeah, nationalists something. or something like that. And they open a cigar shop in town yeah. as like a cover of Zobel. Zobel. Ethan Zobel is the leader. And uh what a douche name. Yeah, I know. Ethan. Ethan.
1: Yeah. I have a cousin distant related named Ethan. But Zobel what are you but, it's uh, like a watch company
0: anyway and their their job is to basically run the sons out of out of charming that's what that's what they're brought in for and so this war kind of ensues with them they're trying to get them to get clay and them out of town uh and and then there's riff going on between clay and, and the club is going through a split you know there's a lot of tension going on there with everything going on with jackson clay and uh there's not really a whole lot with Tara and Jax. I mean, they basically just rekindle their relationship. Um, they're they're raising Abel. Abel makes it through surgery and and uh, starts to recover from being born premature and all that. And he
1: has this. So Jax's mom has a heart condition. Mm-hmm. And it shows that, like in the opening credits, does. Uh, and then his son is born with that same heart condition. No, is that correct. No,
0: he was born with a, a hole in his stomach. Oh, okay. From well, the from her, from Wendy's drug use, that's crazy. it was yeah. So they had to repair they had to repair the hole in his stomach, and then basically had to use his intestines to like make a new stomach and stuff like that. It's it's a it's a condition that premature babies can be born with if they're if they're uh, if they're not. That is wild to me. But uh, anyway, because I'm sure
1: that I'm sure that those babies are born all the time. Oh yeah. I don't know if I, I can't remember if I talked about this on the podcast. I don't think I did, but so an issue I've been um, looking into is, uh, I have, so, I have a few friends that, um, are considering adoption mm-hmm. and I know people that have gone through the process of adoption and ended up spending as much as $10,000 oh, yeah. and more. Yeah. So let's say, um, like 10,000 seems to be the low end. So working from that number and the number of um, kids adopted per day in the United States, we'll just call it a one uh, million dollar per day industry. Yeah. So um, is
0: that not ridiculous? Though it's
1: like yeah, it's like it's like federally sanctioned human trafficking yeah. in a way. Like we're gonna sell you this kid for yeah. ten thousand, maybe twenty thousand. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's like, like I said, it seems to be ten thousand is after you go through the whole process of applying. That's and, ridiculous. Yeah.
0: In my in my you know, and that's just I mean, you can't it's put a, you can't put a price on a, on somebody's life, especially a child. You know? know, and it's like if you've got if you've got a, a good strong family to give, you know, that wants to have. I mean, because man, I have we have friends who cannot have children, literally cannot have children cannot conceive children but yet they don't have the money to go and adopt a child which is all they want and to me that's wrong if you it, i i just don't i don't agree with the whole system how they do that i mean if you have, well, a, fa- there, if you have a, there good has family- to be
1: some level of regulation but it is it, it's, it's like I, my, the number like i've told like two or three people that's a little stat you know because i just I just looked up a few stats, like mm-hmm. number of children adopted per day. And then based off the, the least the two people I've talked to, they're like prepping for a $10,000, um, and, uh, you know, investment basically oh, yeah. <laughs> into this human life and just working from that number and multiplying and dividing. And I was like, ah, uh, wow, that's a lot of money per day. Yeah. And I, then, uh, everybody's like, where's that money going? Yeah. I don't know hopefully hopefully to make things better but and then the thing is is like i've heard that like it's it's kind of like um uh, on foster care you never know if like the parent is going to like clean their life up and come and get the kid back and you're you know but i guess uh, if you're a foster parent you there's some sort of like government subsidy there for you yeah there is like a tax credit or something
0: if you if you foster so many kids or whatever you get so
1: then you get people becoming like whatever foster whatever well there's like they have like a ton of kids you know well
0: it's like uh you know we're we're, our buddy levi yeah yeah yeah, yeah. he lived with a with a family that does that that's
1: yeah and i like uh, what i like about them is they're um they have this huge house Mm -hmm. like and they're they like work with friendship a lot and it's like they almost deal i think they do deal with like exclusively special needs Mm -hmm. kids they do so some very uh special people and it, it, uh, oh, it takes a, it takes
0: a real it takes a real strong person to be able to do that it, yeah i know you his know? dad's super cool dude oh yeah okay. but uh, uh, um but we see uh Kristen's, my wife's has a cousin who they adopted two twin boys a couple years ago when they were babies i mean literally were were we're babies because they didn't think they could have kids, and then they end up having two more kids themselves. <laughs> so they oh got, man! They See, got I've heard that four. too. Yeah. Like
1: you, you adopt a kid, and then you end up having a kid, and it's unexpected and mm-hmm. unplanned. And, yeah. Uh, and then you know you hear of women having uh, getting pregnant while they're on birth control. Oh yeah. And uh then you that's like a man's Ross, Ross Geller Ross Geller situation. <laughs> what do you mean ninety seven percent of the time or whatever on friends?
0: That's like Super that's funny. that's literally like a man's worst nightmare is a married man's worst nightmare is wife getting pregnant on birth control. Yeah. Man. What do you mean ninety 97- seven? <laughs>
1: <laughs> anyway, so um Jemma gets kidnapped. That starts yeah. driving a wedge between Clay and her in season two. That's the dominant theme. Yeah, because she
0: kept it secret for like half the season. Oh, yeah, got, and then, then they start taunting her with it. Yeah.
1: Because Zobel orchestrated that, right? Yeah. So then she ends up leaving Charming, right, Uh. to go to her dad's.
0: Yeah, she leaves and goes visit her dad, who's like 98 years old, who's losing his a mind. Dementia. Had a little dementia. Thinks his wife is still alive. Don't and, they, like, kill the housemate or something? <laughs> That's not till like season six or something like that.
1: Yeah. Okay. I just remember like Tig being with well, her. No, like they drive her. It, they drive her up to Oregon. It,
0: it may. It may have been season two. I can't remember.
1: Yeah, because they check him into the um,
0: the nursing home and yeah, at the living, Yeah, the living assisted living. Yeah, they kill. Yeah, they kill that nurse. Or,
1: tig like maybe they don't kill her maybe they just like tie her up downstairs or something well no
0: then tara t- tara ends up accidentally killing her they get in a yeah, fight yeah yeah and tig she, like, stabs did, 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 did she stabs tig, her she stabs her hook up with her or something yeah
1: dig <laughs> <laughs> he's <is> so dirty <laughs> oh, and then, oh man. and then they
0: bring in stephen king to cut her up and and yeah. flush her down the drain oh, in the, goodness, the basement dude that is yeah. true
1: i forgot about that oh yeah. wow see so you got that too it's like a regular dexter episode mm-hmm. over here yeah. cutting yeah. up bodies and
0: making them vanish, but, uh, but now they end up, uh, Gemma finally realizes that the club is about to go. Like if she doesn't step in and do something, the club's going to die with this split. Cause you know, you've got, you've got, you've got guys in the club that are behind Jackson. You got guys who are behind clay. You know, that's basically the two guys that they, that they go behind, you know, you get your president and your vice president. Well, Gemma finally, uh, Jax decides he's going to leave he feels like that's the best he's gonna go nomad he's gonna go nomad which is their like their independent club they just ride around and help other clubs out like they're still a part of the club but they don't have a chapter basically they just go around and help other chapters if they need it and they ride around that area of the country and stuff and tara doesn't want him to do that because of how dangerous it is he doesn't have doesn't have uh help whenever he needs it I guess he'd be doing, it's, he'd be I doing guess a lot of riding uh, by himself. season
1: three that 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 comes in with Gemma's dad actually.
0: Maybe it may have been season three, but uh, anyway, well, Gemma finally sets Clay and and uh, Jacks down and tells her tells him about being raped by Zobel's men, uh, and that kind of brings Jackson Clay it puts their beef aside yeah it brings, them, brings them brings back back them together back together can't
1: you think that things are going to be okay and then you have um so
0: is it uh it's season 3 where they're in Belfast yeah and this is well, is your favorite at, at the end at the end of season 2 you know they just they completely they kill everybody that all the except for Zobel. Zobel gets away but uh they end up killing all of Zobel's men even the the uh Henry Rollins the guy that one of the guys that raped Gemma. they kill him yeah. in the bathroom stall at the at the uh at the tattoo parlor remember that yeah jacks just lights him up empties a empties a magazine into him while he's taking a dump crazy um well just there, there was people. also the, also the little backstory on this too is they're working with this irish guy in season two and his son accidentally gets killed by agent stall Mm-hmm. and they blame it on Gemma. Stahl blames it on Gemma. Yeah, and that's why she has to go to That's why she Oregon. has to go to Oregon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, and that, his dad um, ends up kidnapping Abel on the very last episode of season two and taking him to Belfast. That's why, and so at the end of season two, you see him on the dock chasing that guy, and Jax watches his son being taken, carted off oh, to, to yeah, Ireland. Yeah. So... And then we jump to season 3, which is my favorite season.
1: That was a really cool season. I love how they kind of redid the intro music mm-hmm. that, to have with the, the thing. Iri- with the Irish, yeah. Yeah, it was uh, very
0: very leprechaun. But uh basically the start of season 3 comes out and they're trying to locate Abel. They they they've hired a they've hired a bounty hunter to kind of get some information to try to figure out where he's at. And uh, at first, they think he's up in uh, British Columbia, Canada. And so they're talking about going up there to try to find him.
1: I think they that he like flew out to there and then from and there then to Ireland. Flew to Ireland. Yeah. yeah. So,
0: and then this is where the character of uh, Jimmy O'Fallon comes in. Yes. Yeah, Jimmy so O'Fallon, O'Fallon. Yeah. Uh,
1: fascinating character. And also, this is where the character, uh, what was his name? Father. Um, Father
0: Gabriel. Uh, Gabriel? Gabriel? I want to say it was Father
1: Gabriel. I think so. Um yeah. I'm trying to see if I can find that real quick. Anyway, um, another dude from Braveheart, Amish's yeah. dad at Braveheart. Dad, yeah. yeah. Um, so he is uh and he was like super close with Jax's dad, and mm-hmm. Jax goes over there and he finds out that his dad had had this like mistress over there mm-hmm. who he had also had that this um Daughter, daughter with. with, and there's like this Luke and Leia and Empire Strikes Back moment <laughs> where they almost kiss or do
0: kiss, and then they the, the moms yeah. figure out. Yeah. We'll give you a little background on, on Jimmy O'Fallon. He's a former member of the IRA, and he's he's basically uh, enemies with Chibs. He's the one who yeah, gave Chibs the
1: scars. And Chibs' is, um, wife and kid are in... Yeah. Ireland. Ireland and yeah, Belfast. And Belfast.
0: And Jimmy O has basically taken them and claimed them as his own. And so there's some, there's some beef between, uh, between Chibs and Jimmy O and, uh, Jimmy O basically is trying to f- frame the sons on a lot of things and, and take over the gun, the gun running business from the sons. Yeah. And, uh,
1: well, so they go. So Sons of Anarchy has a chapter in, in Belfast, and
0: what's it called? Uh, Bell, uh. Sam Bell. Sam Bell. Yeah, Sam Bell. yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's run by uh, it's run phone. by Keith McGee, who's one of the original nine.
1: And it turns out that those t- yeah, First nine, that is true. Okay, yeah. and it turns out that those um. He, his sergeant at arms, and him are actually betraying. Working, are sons. actually working with Jimmy O. Well, and what's crazy too, we didn't mention this. There's a character from the patch over Jury. Jury. He yep. ends up betraying the sons too.
0: No, he don't.
1: Does he not? Mm-mm. Does the sons betray him? Like, they. I felt they, like. The, well, the, the,
0: the, they. They think that. They think that. Uh, Jax thinks that. Uh, jury uh, ratted him out on something when he but really he didn't. didn't. He didn't.
1: Yeah, and doesn't he kill him
0: for? He it? kills him for. Oh, it. Oh man. And and was, was jury a first man? No, jury. Jury was the the president of the Devil's Tribe, which yeah. was a brother club. Okay, and they they patched. And he over was friend, He about. was friends with with John Teller. They were war buddies. That's it. Yeah, and so there's a connection there. Yeah, that's where they they get patched over in the first, in the first season. Yeah. Um, but uh, anyway, going back to season three, so they uh, they find out that Abel's in Belfast. And so they charter a flight to Belfast illegally, because they're all felons; they're not allowed to leave the country. Mm. And uh, Jim is still in hiding up in Oregon, I believe, with her. With her she, father. Yeah, well, her, I
1: believe she, so she comes to Ireland at some point, right?
0: No, she okay. I, I'm, I'm getting caught I'm getting ahead of myself. She actually comes back, and she ends up going to Ireland with them. So she she comes back and they all go to Ireland, and they meet up and uh, and, and they still don't know that that uh, that Keith McGee that the president of Sam Bell and them are in it with Jimmy O'Fallon. They start to kind of pick up on it as the season goes on because they try to kill him in the barn scene. You remember the barn scene, yeah. where they go to pick up that shipment mm-hmm. and they lock them in there and try to try to kill him. Yeah, like they, a, they a end bomb, up right? they end up escaping, and then they have that they have that really cool scene where Jax is is like laying on the ground after they escape, and he he sees his dad walk up to him and yeah. start talking to him, and it's really Clay, but it, he he oh, he's imagining yeah. he's imagining it's his dad. That is, yeah, I forgot. It I always like I always like that scene. You super know, super interesting. Yeah. yeah.
1: But they are not going to get back together, he and Clay. No. It's not happening. Well,
0: for right now, they're, everything's they, good. They are, you know, they're, and they're
1: trying to get Abel back, and they've yeah. kind of joined forces. But still, mm-hmm. there's that underlying element because there's all this stuff coming to the surface of
0: Jax's dad. hmm Yeah. Well, and I think deep down he always – realize that he always knew that clay had something to do with his dad so the priest is super connected with the ira the real he, ira right? he's basically the priest is the connection between the ira and the sons over in the united states he's the he's like the middleman mm-hmm. so he he generates all the what's going on and everything and uh and he's the one that's keeping basically jack's son in hiding because he kind of made a promise to john tiller that he would not let jacks go down the path of being in the being in the, involved in the sons and he feels like he failed doing that so he's hiding jack's son from him to keep him from living that coming into that lifestyle too mm. and it's pissing jacks off yeah it's because him, because
1: he's he's trying to use his father's leverage yeah Jack. exactly exactly uh, yeah and i'll pretty much talks jacks into it for a period of time mm-hmm. because he did the, the priest placed the kid in an he, orphanage orphanage, orphanage and then
0: o. they found a they found a family for for him that they gave him to and the family had him it was a nice young couple yeah uh, and Jax
1: decides to let them keep him but then
0: gets him back because
1: yeah. um i think like what jimmy o re kidnaps the kid they, and they then they him. trade uh, the priest sacrifices himself to jimmy yep. o for able for, for Abel. And jack get jack's jack gets him back and so that's kind of wrapping up season three. Oh no right? no no no, it, no no! no. They
0: they come back.
1: I thought that was the last
0: episode. No no no! They come back. This is they yes. come back. And so now they've they've finished everything over there, and they and the Clay kills Keith McGee. Yeah, because for, they, for betraying yeah. the club, and they kill the sergeant at arms also for yeah, betraying the club. Yeah, I didn't like that guy. Yeah, he was Doosh. kind of a douche. He had weird. He had like ugly elvis sideburns too that didn't not, really look not good. bobby elvis sideburns. not not bobby elvis sideburns but. so uh they do all that uh Jax finds out about his dad's previous life over in ireland having having a mistress and uh and a and a sister now and so they leave and come back and now it's time to go after stall and finish finish uh finish what they started with uh from season 1 from Donna being killed Opie's wife being killed um and everything so they build up to to what in my opinion is like one of the greatest season finales that was ever done for a show
1: so let's do this I'm going to take a uh, quick pause okay. I'm going to get a get a fresh bottle of water and some other Quick items, and we're going to come back. We're going to review that episode and get into prison life.
0: Prison life. (laughs) I need
1: to go see it. So it's kind of like a commercial, but not really because the audience didn't have to wait because I just paused it and restarted it. So we're about to do season three finale, season three breakdown. So. Go ahead, man. What season three finale? You said it's the best uh, finale you've ever seen. Oh, it was awesome. So, what's your favorite? After they
0: after they get back from Ireland, uh, Jack starts making a what seems like an under the table deal with Stahl Mm -hmm. because they're they're doing a RICO case on them on the sons.
1: So, and doesn't Gemma um, in? At some point. How many episodes are there once they get back from Ireland? At some point she goes has it's, like a cardiac arrhythmia yeah, or it's it has like to go. To toss
0: a, I wanna say it's like six or seven episodes. Really? So they're, they're only yeah, they're only in Ireland they're only I in it was Ireland. It's
1: whole season for some reason. The whole fir-
0: well, it's basically like the whole first part of the season yeah. in Ireland. And then the last I wanna say it's like six episodes. They're back. Well, um <clears throat> anyway, Stahl's trying to frame Gemma for the murder of that guy in season two. Mm-hmm and so she's making a deal with Stahl Well, at the same time Jax is making what appears to be an under the table deal with stall also so um which in the outlaw motorcycle club world you don't make deals with with uh cops that's a that's yeah. a no no that's yeah. that's you're being a you're considered a rat if you do that and that's automatic Father kellen that kellen the guy's kellen name. i don't know why it's like gabriel but killing peter gabriel um so anyway he basically is making a deal to where jimma gets out of jail gets out of jail time and he hands over himself and the and the sons for limited jail time without any major charges and he hands over also hands over jimmy o'fallon for the jimmy charge o. that they're that they're trying to get him for too and so they make the deal and uh she said, Well where's and they'd already captured Jimmy O um a couple of episodes before this and they were holding him they were holding him hostage at the at the uh at Teller Morrow, the
1: So Father Kellen's sister is John Teller's mistress. Yes.
0: Okay, that's the yeah. connection there. Yeah, and then she was Keith McGee's basically like live in wife.
1: Yeah, his old lady basically. Yeah, basically, the his Irish old lady, but they version.
0: weren't. Yeah, but they. It wasn't like, it wasn't like a Jackson terror type relationship. It was basically he just took care of her because she didn't really have like, you know, feelings for him like that. So, um. So anyway, back to the ending. So Jax basically signs over a. <clears throat> signs over saying that. There's going to be a there, he's going to give up the club for limited jail time and keep uh, Gemma out of jail, also. And uh, and then they would give up Jimmy O'Fallon as well because that's who Stahl was after, also. Mm-hmm. So Stahl shows up at Teller Morrow and says, Where's Jimmy O? I want him. And uh, they give up Jimmy O to her. And Clay asks, You know, how'd you know he was here? And the deal was that. Stahl wasn't going to say anything that Jack's ratted, but she rats him out saying that, well, your your VP is the one that ratted y'all out. And so it looks like Clay and the other the rest of the club members turn on him, and they all get arrested at the same time, minus Opie, Chibs, and Kozik and Piney, who were not on scene at the time. We don't know where they're at. Yeah, which
1: Piney's in super bad health. Like the yeah, whole, yeah, series. Yeah. Well, he's
0: kind of he's kind of he's kind of MIA through that whole season. He's only in he's only yeah, in like only a couple episodes. He's only in a few episodes. So they all get arrested. They get put in the back of trucks, you know, and they're driving off. Well, uh, Unzer is following. Uh, and a little backstory on Unzer. he's the cancer-ridden chief of police of Charming. He's been friends with Clay for years. He's always kind of worked with the sons a little bit. Yeah, turned, um, turned a blind eye. Turned he well, not really turned a blind eye, but he did what was best for. He he kept the sons around because he knew the sons. He used them as security. Too. Used them as security, and the sons kept kept drugs out of Charming. That's the one thing that the, that the club does not tolerate is drugs. They don't like any type of drug use in their areas that they live in and stuff like that. So, um, so anyway, Unzer is on his way out as police chief, and so he he feels like his last. Um, duty is to help the sons get rid of these corrupt a t f agents and get rid of anything that ha, that has been going on, so they set up a uh, almost like an ambush for for them unzer pulls them over and is talking with them and saying that they were they're about to be ambushed at a road crossing somewhere and so uh anyway, Stahl sends two of her guys the road a little ways to look at it well lo and behold here come piney and and uh the other boys opie and kozik and chibs and they basically come in and execute stall and uh and jimmy o'fallon yeah. to end the to end the feud with stall um chibs gets his revenge on jimmy o for for uh almost killing him years ago and taking his wife and child and uh and then opie gets revenge on Stahl for plotting the death of his wife and having making him look like a rat that got his wife killed and everything and then uh chibs leaves the the mark of uh the ira to make it look like the ira killed jimmy o for betraying him Mm -hmm. and so that's kind of how the the season ends and then uh they all the rest of the sons get carted off to jail and probably fourteen months or something. Fourteen months. But here's the kicker is when they're when they're when they're being shipped off to jail, we still think Jax is a rat, you know, and, and that the, the rest of the sons are probably gonna kill him in prison or something for and uh they're being followed by two of their prospects and as soon as they get the call that Stahl and Jimmy O are dead, the prospects ride up next to the car and honk their horns and then everybody in the everybody in the the police van start laughing and we know it was a setup that Jax did it yeah he planned it It was it was all pl- the 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 pretending to be a rat to stall and all that he did it just so he could get them <clears throat> that short time in jail no no major charges against the sons, and then they could still get their revenge on stall and Jimmy O and that ends season 3 which is my favorite season
1: so season four they get out of their penitentiary stay yep. and didn't like Jax get stabbed or something. He did. You, you
0: you see you don't it doesn't go into it. It doesn't go into it. it. It just shows his scars. He got shanked uh, by the uh, Russians in jail because of a little minor deal they made in season three. Um that you don't it's not really an important subplot or anything like that. But uh Yeah, season four starts out, they're they're getting they're leaving. Um Jax has cut off all of his long, beautiful blonde hair. That which, is, everybody, right? yeah. which everybody which uh, everybody, all the women threw a fit about <laughs> from what I was from what I heard. Um and they're going back to Charmin to find out that uh, there's a big developer coming in and developing a big housing project that's gonna cost like millions and millions of dollars. I'm gonna up, up the zapping a little bit. <laughs>
1: Just a tad.
0: <laughs> okay, um. So, and the uh, the police department has been completely dismantled. Yeah, in Charming, yeah. and the San Joaquin. And i Sher- like living in a trailer or yeah, something. Yeah, and San- the San Joaquin Sheriff's Department has come in and basically taken over Charming, and they've yes. hired a, a new sheriff uh, named Eli Roosevelt. Yes who's a uh, gang task force uh officer from california and he he
1: starts giving them tons of problems oh yeah, like, as hes soon as they he, get back.
0: He, he uh he's watching them like a hawk he uh they make it to where the sons aren't allowed to wear their colors in town now yeah they can't wear cuts and um and they're i mean they're basically keeping in um uh a district attorney has come into town and is planning another RICO case against the they just got Link, out of a RICO Lincoln case. Potter. Lincoln Potter and uh and they're planning another RICO case against the sons also.
1: Yeah, so that that's kind of – those are really some some main themes. Like what uh what would you say some other things in season 4 that kind <clears> of <throat> add to the overall arc of the show?
0: Well, the feud between Jackson Clay picks up again yeah um because clay has actually made a deal with um some Mexican drug lords yeah that's to, where uh, so to that run conflict of yeah. ethics right there they're they're uh they needed protection while they were inside and so clay made a deal with the uh, Mexican cartel to keep them safe inside when they were in the prison and then in return they're supposed to they're supposed to mule cocaine for the Mexican cartel yeah. and this causes the biggest riff. In the club. Because, the whole club, yeah. Oh, yeah, because nobody – I mean, they've never done anything like that ever.
1: And then Jax is really super conflicted on that because no, he's No he, No, really, he's against it yeah, completely. Yeah, well, because he – yeah, exactly. He, it's a conflict of his uh, ethics because he's bought into, like, more of his dad's narrative. Exactly. Because his, his vision for the club is that he gets them out of drugs and out of guns mm-hmm. both, and that's yeah. his – it becomes his goal, but also his downfall yeah. because even when he takes over, he's not able to do that. It's like no. – becomes uh, this sort of weird um, struggle for him, like a, a major conflict yeah. internally.
0: Well, it a little plot we missed in season two was he get, he gets him in in that porn business. Yeah, you know he gets him in and tries to and buys a buys a share in that. He's he's trying to get him in legitimate businesses to where the they have other streams <clears throat> of income. So. That and 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 where the ATF and the DEA aren't looking at him all the time, you know. So. Um so yeah, they're now they're muling cocaine for the for the Mexican cartel, which brings a lot of uh brings a lot of trouble to the club. People start getting hurt. Um <clears throat> I'm trying to remember everything that expired
1: other... in season four. Um so Hale is the mayor now. Is that Hale
0: correct? Is the, yeah, uh um the guy who was the former deputy chief deputy, he's dead. He gets he got killed in season two at the end of season two, uh, and his brother is now the mayor of Charming. And his brother's goal is to basically just run the sun. It's been his main goal was to run well, the sons out of town.
1: Isn't in this season where the the Glendo cartel is the? Um,
0: they're actually undercover. Yeah, they're yeah. actually undercover. Isn't that, uh, CIA, isn't that um, what's his name? Um, Danny Trejo.
1: Yeah. He yeah. plays like the same character in Breaking Bad <laughs> pretty much but not a, a an undercover but it's yeah. like the they, drug They're playing guy. they're
0: playing Galindo Cartel or they're pretending to be Galindo Cartel leaders but they're actually CIA operatives. Um well either CIA or FBI, I can't remember. Um but uh yeah, and they're basically um blackmailing the sons to work for them um and do all their do all their dirty work.
1: So and also kinda, and it, doesn't Leroy come in in season 4? Leroy, yeah, from Leroy, the Niners. Yeah,
0: Leroy takes over as the as the Niners' uh head guy and he has a really good relationship with Jax. Uh, he trusts Jax and uh and so it, it kind of rebuilds that relationship with the Niners that had kind of fallen through in season 2. Um
1: so there's, um, I believe in season four, two comes that um, part of the story where Juice does something, um, yeah. steals some of the cocaine, and then like uh, kills one of the sons. He does. Yeah. That's not, that's the guy, he kills. I was thinking that that, that guy was happy. When I mentioned it season, one. No. who is it that he killed?
0: Um, I can't remember his name. He was a prospect in like at the end of season two, beginning of season three. And he okay. got, he actually got patched in while the group was in jail. Okay. Cause they needed more, they needed more, uh, hands for since, since most of the sons were in prison. So they went ahead and patched him in while they were in. And then they brought Kozik in also. Kozik was also, uh, he was one of the Tacoma guys. And they patched him over to uh to a Redwood Original also so they'd have mm-hmm. some more manpower while they were down in numbers. But uh Miles. Miles was his name, the guy that Juice kills. That yeah. And he makes yeah. it. and uh I wanna say Juice. And Juice tries to kill himself. Yeah yeah. And I, then they ooh. are
1: like and Chibs um like finds him, I mm-hmm. think. Yeah, he tries to
0: hang himself and like follows him and yeah. yeah. Um and Juice is just, this is this is where Juice's downfall begins. He just, he starts messing up and he he gets framed. And, and a lot of it has to do with because they're framing him. The Suns have a, a code that there's no black people in their club.
1: Yeah, well, and see, the, that's why, isn't there a conflict? Because the Niners, they're like, in, basically, aren't they like an all... They're an
0: all-black club, but they work yeah. with them. They're just—they're not allowed. The sons aren't allowed to have any black people in their club. See, isn't it
1: funny how they—they do—they—they do—they put all these groups like because the Mayans are the, the Mexican mm-hmm. gang, and there's the yeah. Mexican cartel, and then there's the the, the, um, the black Nord, motorcycle, yeah. and then there's the the white people that are racist
0: yeah, the <laughs> so Nord's for, and all that. Yeah, but, um, but Juice is afraid that they're gonna because Juice's dad is black. Yeah, and yeah. they're gonna—he's afraid that if the that if the club finds out his dad was black, that they're gonna. That they're going to kick him out, and the
1: the police chief threatens to reveal that, right? Mm-hmm. Yep, holds it over his holds head, it over whiten- his head, nails him to, to maybe Just, steal. To steal, steal
0: the he steals a he steals a kilo of coke so they can test it and make see see where it's coming from because they're trying to figure out where it's being brought in from. Well, see, and then
1: mm-hmm. um, isn't it like so? The Danny Trejo's character is Romeo, right? Mm-hmm. And doesn't uh, so doesn't Clay ask Romeo to help? Him killed Tara. Yes, For, that's why. What, is that because remember. Tara has the letters now? Oh yeah, from John, from John Taylor about yeah. how everything went down. Back
0: in we're gonna back up a little bit in season three. Trinity or not Trinity, but uh John Taylor's mistress from Ireland sends letters back in Jax's bag. Mm-hmm. All the letters that John wrote, and him. he didn't see him. He didn't see him. Tara found him in his bag. And so Tara has been reading the letters for 14 months, <clears throat> while Jax has been in jail, and it tells everything that's happened. It talks about the how narrative. the whole narrative. Backstory. It talks, yeah, it talks about how John believed that Clay and Gemma were going to kill him um, because he he wasn't directing the club in the way that Clay wanted it. And so Tara is already to the point where she doesn't want to have anything to do with Clay and all that, and, and Clay knows that she knows, also. And uh, and then she confines in Piney also. Piney knows about the letters.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, uh, yeah, so Clay tries to have Tara killed uh, because of the letters. And then Clay actually kills Piney up at the cabin.
1: Yeah. Like in
0: the, like in the third to last episode, or fourth to last episode of season four. So one of your first major character characters, gets killed off in season four when that's piney and clay kills him
1: yeah and that's another uh first nine so let's let's kind of delve into this direction for just a second i'm fascinated and i while i was watching the final season of the show and you know i've watched the whole series twice Mm -hmm. have you how many times have you watched it three times and and i
0: i go back and watch Episodes. certain episodes certain see episodes. i watched the
1: first season just kind of before we did this because it's been a couple of years since i rewatched yeah. it the second time but it was it was really good man yeah,
0: we we watched the we, you and me watched the, the final episode we again. did bro i remember that <laughs> see
1: yeah i was like dude because it was like like we're always like in the gym being like hey, something,
2: yeah, <laughs> yeah but, we, watching? but we watched, watched it yeah because i couldn't episode. stream the final episode exactly. i was like
1: having to watch them online and stuff um so yeah man what a. So people are dying left and right. And mm-hmm. this thing with Juice is a lot of drama, honestly, I remember in the season. Uh, so any other comments that you can remember on season four? Well,
0: basically at the end of season four, um, Jax is, is to the point where he's thinking about leaving the club completely and just just going, taking the Tara and the boys. Because they've had a kid since then. They've had Abel and then – she had a kid with, or she had a child while he was in prison in that fourteen month period in between season three and season four. Yeah. So he's thinking about taking the kids and just leaving, and you know, letting the sons crumble underneath the weight of all the things that's going on. But then that part of him says, you know, I can't let the club die. I've got to take it over and get it get it away from Clay. And so Clay's been shot. Um, he gets shot in the uh, in the in the garage by opie opie finds out that or opie starts recollecting all the things that happened and realizing that clay turned on him and all this junk from don from what happened with donna and his wife and so opie um opie finds out that clay killed his dad too because unzer tells him Mm. and so he hunts clay down and shoots clay in the clubhouse and um they try to blame it on the on the niners um that, that They're trying to make him think that the Niners shot Clay. Well, Jax finds out about all this. Jax finds out that um, uh, Clay killed Piney and was behind his dad's murder or his dad's death and everything. And so
1: it starts to play like a long game with it. Yeah. So this is like revealed early in, mm-hmm. in what season? <clears throat> er, earlier in season four and plays out. Mm-hmm into season five yeah. and i think really it's like the end of season five the finale kind of isn't that the
0: airport hangar yeah, or, uh, the airport hangar when when well i don't really get to anyway, know anyway at the end of season four basically jacks uh tells clay he's not going to be president anymore and Jax takes over as president so at the end of season four yes and um and clay's been clay's gonna be able to stay in the club, but he's not he he just gets a vote basically yeah like you're gonna you're basically gonna take piney's spot, you're gonna be at the end of the table the old man that nobody cares about anymore, yeah but, and he gets on oxygen just like piney, yeah, basically. yeah, he they, basically they black out his tattoo too, don't
1: they no, no, they don't not do that, that they don't
0: do that until they kick him out of the club, yeah, so yeah, that's right. um, but yeah, I mean, it's weird, basically like piney gets killed and and uh clay basically just takes over for piney. He basically becomes piney.
1: Interesting. And, uh, that know, is totally true because yeah. he becomes the old man at the day. Exactly. the Oxygen. Yeah.
0: Tank. You know, and and he's a, and, and none of the other members trust him anymore. I mean, some of them do, but the ones that know about what he did don't trust him anymore. So, uh, beginning of season five, Jax has been president. I want to say they said it's, it's been like a couple of months or so. um, and he's trying to get everybody out of the. This is where he starts his mission to get every, to get everything into legitimate business and all that. He starts trying to hand over the dealings to other, to other groups, um, and that way they don't just completely fall out of everything that they're doing. Um, I'm trying to think what else kind of happens at the beginning of season five.
1: Um. So the. The club's running guns for the Niners, for the, right? And then that's yeah. when the um Damon Pope really starts to Yeah, to Damon, come, the Damon come Pope character it. comes in. So and Damon Pope is the guy that like he like what is the riff with him and Chi uh, not Chips, but him and Tig that eventually kinda
0: Well, see, Clay had told everybody that the Niners had shot him in the in the in the in the in the in the, in the, in the, in the garage there yeah. at the end of season four. When really it was Opie But they were trying to protect Opie Because they felt like if Opie If the club found out that Opie tried to kill Clay They would try to kill him And so Clay, even Clay Even Clay said that it was the Niners that shot him Or that it was Black that shot him To keep Opie protected Because he didn't want to see him get hurt So um, So Tig being the You know the the Short tempered And the killer of Opie's kill, wife Yeah, he uh, He tries to take out uh, Leroy or not Leroy. Uh, yeah. Leroy. Um, and, uh, ends up Leroy was on a date with Damon Pope's daughter and TIG accidentally kills Damon Pope's daughter. Yeah. And that's what starts. That's yes. what starts. And the then riff, he like you know? burns TIG's daughter. Yes. They capture TIG's daughter comes into town to visit him and ask him for money or whatever. Cause she's kind of a bum and, um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, what do you call it? Junkie. No, not a, she's not a junkie. She's a, Hippie. She's a hippie, but she's also like a, uh, oh, she's a gold digger, I guess, is what you would call I'm it. She just, she, she just kind of comes in and, and uses people and then leaves. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, they end up uh, capturing Tig's youngest daughter, and, um, and they burn her alive in front of him.
1: Yeah, so raw, dude. Yeah. Mm.
0: And then this is where <clears throat> Jax comes in and says, listen, you're going to. He goes. I'm gonna, I'm gonna help you out here, but you're gonna back me on everything that I do. You're never gonna vote against me again. And mm-hmm. so that's where Tig kind of pledges his loyalty to Jax. Yeah. And says, and so
1: Chibs is Jax's sergeant. Of yeah. Arms, right? And in
0: between this, um, Chibs or uh, Tig gave up his sergeant of arms position mm-hmm. after Clay, um, after Clay was, you know, taken out as president and. Uh, and Chibs is now sergeant of arms and Bobby Bobby Elvis is vice president now. Yes, that is yeah. He was the secretary and now he's vice president. And and there's also now some tension between so there's all these home invasions going on mm-hmm. too, right? Yeah. Yep. And they don't really know who it is and yep. come to find out who is it. Well, they have a uh, they bring in some uh some nomads. Uh, that are been hanging out. I can't... One of them's like like one-leg Mike or something like that. Uh, Peg-leg Mike or something. There's three of them. And then there's a... It's another guy. I can't... It's like Joey Bones or something like that. Um. Anyway, we'll come to find out later on in the season Clay brought them in to do all these home invasions to figure out... Yeah, it was Clay that orchestrated. It was Clay that
1: Man, orchestrated. Man, he is him. such an asshole.
0: Man, you know what? Like, it's hard not to like Clay, though.
1: I know, like that's why I'm so glad they went with Ron Perlman because he does he does kill it on that character in all in all aspects. Um, yeah, I I, I think they couldn't have cast him any better.
0: It, like, that's my whole thing is like even all the way up to the point of where Clay is, is no longer like well.
1: And but Clay, so Clay's forming alliances in this season exactly. with Juice, right? Because well, Juice is like his little caretaker, and Juice yeah. is on the outside for trying to kill himself.
0: Yeah, he he's uh, Clay is protecting Juice, and Juice feels like he's kind of got to be loyal to Clay because Clay was his first president, you know. Uh-huh. And so, but Clay is going behind the club's back, making these little side deals with people uh, because he wants to be the president again. He wants to, he wants that president seat back. So. Uh, you know, basically they they figure out what Clay's doing and they they excommunicate Clay from the club and they they do a mayhem vote, which a mayhem vote. See if he gets to live. Yeah, they and they, they
1: he he barely, barely passes right. Well, no, they
0: they strip him of his they strip him of his patch first, and so uh, and then they do a mayhem vote and everybody votes except for Bobby Elvis. Bobby Elvis is in on a mayhem vote. It's got to be unanimous. So the, everybody, everybody that's, has to that's vote, right, yeah. and everybody votes yes except for Bobby Elvis because Bobby Elvis feels like if Jax kills Clay, he's going to turn into Clay, he's, yeah. and, and Jax is going to basically pick up where Clay left off. That's what that's what he feels. That's why he votes against it. So they end up stripping Clay of his patch, and then they do the scene where they they tattoo over all of his or they they black out all of his ink and everything. And Clay's Clay's really distraught because he's uh you know that's been his whole life you know the club's been his whole life and that's all he ever wanted to do was be a be a biker and now yeah. he, now he doesn't have it anymore so <clears throat> and um and in between all this also there's a uh, clay and Gemma have broken up and she hooks up with she uh, hooks up with uh, Nero, nero who's also in the show dexter yeah really uh-huh. man they just they just took everybody from yeah That show and yeah, yeah,
1: um, okay, so Nero's an interesting character, he really is. Yeah, I like his little arc. So she's kind of left Clay, and Mm -hmm. that's why Juice, Juice, like basically stays at the house of Clay. Yep, um, and so Juice starts doing these little errands for Clay, and like Jax picks up on that, isn't Mm -hmm. that right? Yep, um, let's see,
0: and then Nero kind of give you a little backstory on Nero. Nero is a former gangster. Yeah, uh, he was the he was the leader of a group called the Bizlats.
1: And doesn't he kind of take over like the porn business or starts running well, like a brothel? Or he's, something? Well, he's
0: a he's a he's a pimp basically. He's a brothel. He he owns a brothel, but he's he doesn't really call himself a pimp. You know, he runs a he runs a legit escort business. Um, and uh, the beginning of season five, he hooks up with Gemma, and they they hit off their relationship, and they they begin uh, being together and stuff like that. And he he uh, he falls in love with Gemma. Okay, Especially so why she's crazy.
1: About midway through yeah. About <laughs> midway through season five is when Opie in the prison Yeah That's such a sad scene. Uh, dude. So an Opie's a, an intense scene.
0: Opie's like basically um gone away from the club at the beginning of season five. After after he finds out that Clay killed his dad and and um and that Jack's tried to cover it up just to keep him safe. He just wants distance from the club. Is not going to any meetings or anything like that. He's real become real reclusive. Um, and I, I think and there's even one scene where Clay actually goes up to Opie and apologizes to him for everything that's happened. And sorry for killing uh, oh, your wife and, and, your, and dad. your dad. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, but Clay, I think Clay tries to tell him, you know, don't walk away from the club. You know, the club needs you. You're you know, and that's uh, that's one of the but Opie just does not really want to hear it. So uh
1: well, and too so it's Damon Pope's people. So Opie and Chibs and Jax all end up going to jail yep. for uh they go don't they just go to county like aren't they Yeah, just they the get put in, they get
0: put in county for uh something I can't remember what it was for. Um they had I think I want to say they had a warrant to search something or something like that and then they they end up taking they take uh, Jax, Chibs, Tig and Opie to jail in the county. And then uh anyway, Pope is basically running the running the jail. Like he's got he's bought he's bought all the guards out mm-hmm. and everything. Yeah. And, and he and he said for because one of his because his daughter got killed, Jax has to give up a son. Yeah, and it's what is is Tig in there with him? Tig's in there so with Tig, him. Tig, Chibs, well, Opie. And he don't want to kill Tax. Tig. That's the thing. He wants Tig to suffer. And so it's gotta either yeah. be Tig or it's gotta either be Chibs, Jax, or Opie. And originally, Jax was going to sacrifice himself. Jax was like, this is my call. I'm doing this. So they're going to basically throw him in a room with a bunch of guys and let him fight to the death. And he makes all the sons watch. Yeah. Mm. And so Jax is fixing to sacrifice himself, and Opie headbutts the, the sergeant guard or whatever, the head guard. And so they throw Opie in there, and they send these three humongous black dudes in there to fight him. And he actually does good for a little bit. Yeah, they uh, give Opie like a pipe or mm-hmm. something, don't they? Yeah and he fends them off for a little bit but then they just overpower him and, um, Sad scene, and they end up dude. smashing Opie's head in and killing Jack's best friend and exit Opie yeah mm. dude I know people that quit watching the show because dude I happened. was kind
1: of like that with Walking Dead like when Glenn died in Walking Dead I was like I'm done <laughs> I watched one more episode and then I was like I'm really done <laughs> and I haven't watched any since
0: it, it got it got pretty good man this, last, this, last, this season 8 heard
1: Carl's gonna die
0: well, we don't know that yet. He's totally gonna die. Better. He's got a he he's got a he's got a bite, but we don't know how back. long he's had
1: that bite. Well, what are they gonna do? Chop his chest off? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know.
0: Oh, we're gonna cut your collar collarbone it's off. It's so weird. Carl. It's so weird because in the Carl. comic in the comic books he's still alive. I know that's what they said. Yeah. Yeah, there there's like this big talk in the comic books that it's gonna be him at the very end. They're gonna have like this old man Carl, where Carl's like. You know, the same age as Rick, but he's like the he's like the survivor and like the leader of the of the of the of the people now. And they even did like this sketch of him, of like old man Carl's got like this long beard and no eye, and Mm -hmm. wearing this duster blazer in the in his dad's hat still, and he's carrying the shotgun and everything. It's just, but uh, I think the reason they're they're doing that on the show is because the kid that plays him is getting, I mean, he's almost eighteen years old. Yeah, and in the comic book, he's only like fifteen. So he's getting he's he's outgrowing the role, yeah. Basically on the show. How, how
1: long has Walking Dead been on there?
0: Uh, eight seasons. Wow. Yeah. And now that's another one that I've watched from the beginning. I did too, and I just like I just got out of it,
1: man. I couldn't. Uh, I you know it's just like most shows really I think start to wane by about after the fourth season. Yeah. But. I mean, Sons of Anarchy did to an extent, but I was still into it. Oh like, yeah, I was looking forward to the last episode.
0: But like, Sons always kept me going. Sons always kept me into it. You know, even though it did have some slow parts, um, which every show does. Well, and
1: I think you know, for me, there's like there's the, like House has like twenty three um, episodes per season. Yeah. And then like Sons of Anarchy has thirteen episodes. Like this Peaky Blinders has six. But for me, the sweet and a lot of them have thirteen. For me, the sweet spot is ten
0: episodes. Yeah.
1: I think you can do a lot with that. So that's a difference in like I think ninety-six and seventy episodes.
0: Well, and it all depends on the length of the. Episodes. Yeah, exactly. So if you have a so, if you have, an,
1: if you have that's the limitations 10, they struggle under on FX is they yeah. got to fill that forty, uh, however yeah. many uh, many minute um, interval. If 42. you have a, if you have
0: a thirty minute show you know, you can do more, you can do like a 15 or 20 episode season like they do with, uh, like Hawaii five Oh, which is one of my favorite shows they have. I mean, they have literally, they'll have like, you know, two, that
1: you know, uh, Scott Conn, uh, does he trains, trains with Jack, bro. Jack is going to be on the podcast and be training with us in two weeks. Well, the,
0: the head, the, the main character on that guy, Alex O'Laughlin, he's, he trains you to also. He's like a, he's a, he's either purple or brown belt. I can't remember, but, uh, yeah, they all train together in Hawaii, but, uh, <clears throat> um, anyway.
1: Okay, uh so, so the
0: end of season five, basically
1: uh they 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 kill Pope.
0: They kill Pope, yeah. He, uh, he
1: acts like he's gonna deliver Tig and he pulls basically the yeah. same sort of maneuver like yeah. aha, I had this big plan. So Jax is a thinker, he's always oh, playing yeah. ahead. He's kinda like the Peter Baelish of um of um this show Peter Baelish is the guy that like is always like planning stuff in the background yeah. in Game of Thrones little so, finger
0: they kill Pope um, and then Tara gets framed for um, something I can't remember what it is Jax's wife um, they get married and, and anyway she gets framed for something so she goes to at the end of season 5 she's getting hauled off to jail and uh, and then we move on into season 6
1: yeah, man. And Only then, two uh, seasons left to go, bro. Yeah,
0: and then, uh, uh, <coughs> honestly, season six wasn't my, wasn't one of my favorites.
1: Let's see. Um,
0: <coughs> I don't remember how it started out.
1: Uh, doesn't, okay, does, so at what point does Tara, does, does she go to prison?
0: Yeah, she she gets she's getting arrested and going to jail at the end of season 5. Yeah. And then at season 6, she's she's been in jail for like a couple of months. Yeah. At that point um I think Wendy comes back into the scene in season 6, uh Jax's ex-wife from season 1. Yeah. She shows up and starts wanting to try to be in in uh their son Abel's wife. That causes some that causes some problems. Uh, but then her and her and uh, her and Gemma kind of form a little. She kind of takes Tara's spot. Is well, what see, it is. too,
1: I think that in season six, like the reason Clay has been kept around is because he is the key. The Irish will only deal with they'll Clay. only deal with him. Yeah. yeah,
0: that's that's yeah, that's another reason why why Jacks didn't kill him at the end of season four was because he said the the Irish won't talk to me. They won't deal with me. They'll deal with you. So I'm gonna keep you around to in to to work that side of it, and then I'm gonna take care of all the other stuff you screwed up so um so but but clay's out of the picture now he's he's been excommunicated um they yeah, t- they've completely taken they've taken his patch and uh everything so
1: so why is it that um why is it the ira doesn't like jacks i can't remember that
0: uh well there's the the guy that's the head of it that's running their guns him and clay just just had a really good friendship and he thinks that the guy that's running thinks that Jax is hot headed and makes impulsive yeah. moves and stuff, and so he just don't want to he don't want to deal with him. He thinks that he's reckless and careless and um and and then um uh, and Jax is trying to pawn off the gun gun business to like the Niners and the Mayans because they've he's made trying to legitimize the club. Yeah, well he's a. Uh, He's he's made amends with the Mayans and he's made amends with the Niners. There's good relationships going on, and but he he doesn't want to see them not get what they need to run their businesses, and so he's trying to set it up to where they work the the Irish still work with them, just not they don't use the Suns as a middle as a middle person or whatever you know yeah. to get their guns out. And the guy that's the head of the Irish doesn't like that. He doesn't like the he doesn't want to deal with these other gangs. They didn't want to deal with the Mayans. they don't want to deal with the Niners. And so there's Riff there for that um and then Clay's just being Clay again. Clay's actually in jail, I want to think in season yeah. 6. They they get him for something. I can't remember what it is. But, but he's yeah. in, he's in uh he's in one of the prisons again and he's trying to get out, make a deal or something to get out. And then
1: uh well and they do kind of break him out. They break out him out. A, yeah, cuz they uh,
0: Well, they're they're trying to finish this deal and get everything settled to where the Sons aren't running guns anymore and and um, the head guy says the only way I'm going to do it is if Clay is here. And so, they break Clay out of a out of a transport. They're they're moving him from one place to another. And so the sons break him out, and he's kind of he's kind of surprised by it when they break him out because he didn't think that they would do anything like that. Well, that's where the hangar. They go to the airport hangar, and
1: mm-hmm. that was a crazy episode. Yeah. This is also the season where um, Cora exits the, the the interest level because Jax cheats on Tara. Yeah,
0: yeah, he's he's, uh, he's with that uh what's her name that that takes over for Nero or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Um,
1: okay, so
0: and Tara's out of jail at this point. They get her out, and she
1: kind of like is um she's anti Gemma
0: anti Gemma and she's starting to become anti Jax now. Yeah. She's, uh, she's, she's been talking with a lawyer about divorce. Yeah. And then, um, because
1: she doesn't know that it, Jack does have a bigger, Jax does have a bigger plan allegedly, but she doesn't know it and we don't really find it out until the end. And yeah. then it's like a tragic thing because, well, everything really goes, um, really goes bad because, um, I guess is it's is season six could be at the beginning of season seven. I can't remember, but comes to light, Gemma thinks because the, the people have been feeding false information. So mm-hmm. Gemma thinks that Tara has ratted, ratted and made a deal
0: with yeah with the with the uh, the, uh, the ATF. Yeah, yeah. Um, When come to find out, it wasn't her. It was uh, who was it? Mm. It was Juice.
1: But yeah, uh, was it? Was it? Yeah, See, and Chibs chips almost made a deal at and one Chib, point, yeah, way earlier. Yeah, way earlier, but yeah, uh, I was like season three or but, uh, two or something. I was really conflicted about yeah, it.
0: So Jim, or I mean not Gemma, but uh, Tara's trying to leave town with the boys uh, and get out of there, and Jacks finally finds her and and tells her what his plan is that he's.
1: It's the DA, I think, that's leaking the false information DA, somehow.
0: Yeah. And so uh, anyway, they put they end up putting Tara in. Safe hiding or whatever, or or supposed to have her in safe hiding. And Gemma finds Gemma. It's like you said. Gemma thinks that uh, she's a that she's a rat, and so she shows up to the house, and uh, they get into a little scuffle, and Gemma kills Tara.
1: Man, dude, I was so
0: mind blown when that happened, bro. In their own house, in Jackson. Yeah, and And then Jacks finds her. Well, here's another little twist. Point is eli roosevelt the sheriff of uh of the new sheriff or whatever he uh him and juice are outside yeah, talking so, yeah and
1: juice juice walks in and then kills and so is a witness yeah. so then becomes connected to jim yeah
0: and they they that's where they cover it up to where they they try to make it they try to make them think that the the chinese did it because they're in their the sons are in a yeah in a bed with the, China, the Lin triad they're trying to sell guns yeah. to the Lin triad and have more racial divisions oh, man jeez yeah. Oh, the yeah.
1: Chinese.
0: So season six ends with Jax finding Tara. Jax is actually fixing to go to jail too. He's turned himself in on gun charges and some mm-hmm. other stuff. And so uh and, and it was to keep Tara out of jail. Yeah he basically he made a he himself. made so he made a deal to keep Tara out of jail and so she could raise the boys and, and then when he got out he was gonna he was gonna be done with the club. <clears throat> and so he comes home and finds Tara's been murdered along with Roosevelt, and then that's how season six ends. Um, and then on to season seven.
1: The final season. The final season. Also 13 episodes. What uh, what do you got on season seven?
0: From what I remember, Jax is in jail, and they end up finding out that, because um, he's in jail, because, for one, the gun charges, and then second, they think that he is the one that killed Taryn and Ian Roosevelt, because they find him there. Um at the end of season six the the new i can't remember her name, but she was like one of the new head up law enforcement agents there or whatever um so they but they end up finding out that he had nothing to do with the murder, and they let jacks go yeah. on a technicality or whatever. So Jax comes back, and he's, he's real and, and
1: Well, so in two, we didn't say this, but in, it, 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 like, season four or five, I believe it, uh, or I can't remember, but Jax and Tara have a second child. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we, we didn't get into that.
0: Yeah. But – uh So she boom. leaves two
1: boys behind mm-hmm. with Jax to take care of. So he's well, kind of in the same and, position well, Opie was after Donna died, well, man.
0: Well, uh, and now um, – you know, he doesn't know that Gemma killed Tara. He thinks that it was the, China, the Chinese because Gemma told, tells him that the Chinese killed her. And so now Gemma is like re- basically raising the boys while Jax is yeah, the club.
1: And, and then Jax, Jax finds out about Gemma because Unzer starts investigating, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Um,
0: and then, of course, Juice starts. He just, Juice yeah, loses it, himself. starts leaking stuff and they, they end up well, explaining. even in the
1: first episode, juice is like o d and on pills or something, oh, yeah, he? yeah, yeah,
0: but uh anyway, um juice, they find out juice was the rat at from like back in season four or five or whatever yeah and did all that, that and juice
1: come clean on everything mm-hmm. and then they he he goes to jail yeah and that's when he becomes marilyn manson's boyfriend yeah <laughs> that is crazy so marilyn manson's like getting him hooked up with the uh, uh the well, white racist
0: yeah and what that's funny and what's funny is that he's he's one of the uh he's one of the leaders of the of the north that was
1: a disturbing <laughs> a disturbing prison scene yeah. that comes to mind
0: yeah yeah.
1: Um, Whoa, so, okay.
0: And there's man, there's just that whole season. There's just so much going on. Um. The uh, the new guys taking over for Damon Pope or whatever. Yeah, becomes the new and Jack. Yeah, yeah, Jack's
1: offset dude. Yeah. So Jack's basically. Just to kind of not distill the season down too terribly much. But Jax basically plans hits on everybody that's ever, that's any loose end, a, 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 allegedly. Well, he I mean,
0: well he realizes that the only way to get out of all this stuff is to off all their enemies.
1: Yes. But what I'll say this is like kind of history repeats itself on all these themes. It's like, yeah, he does that. And then, then um, you know, it ends how we'll talk about in a second. But... you know going beyond if there's any spinoffs any prequels or any follow-ups it's like what happens next it's like i guarantee you that the sons keep going because they're a national international thing you know but uh so
0: but Jax gets to the point um he realizes he's not a he's not a good father figure to his boys his uh the love of his life is dead um he realizes that the club is going to be better off without him, and that his boys are going to be better off without him.
1: Well, it doesn't like Abel like stab a kid in this season. Yeah, or they, they like, yeah, all they this do this the, behavioral stuff going yeah. on because because mo- Tara's gone. And- well,
0: um, Abel overhears Gemma telling the young baby that she's sorry for killing his mom. Yeah, and so Abel, who's like five years old, and six that's years how old, it comes to life. Yeah, and mm. so he feels he starts cutting himself and you know doing things as which you know there's there's a there's a lot of stuff in in the in the in psychology and stuff like that where kids do that to themselves as reactions to you know traumatic events in their life yeah so um but uh
1: well um and then let's see uh Jack's. Uh, let's see. What is. Uh, what what kicks off the the domino at the. End? Oh oh yeah. So Jax to- puts all this together, and then um, it comes to light that Gemma knows that he knows, and yeah. Jax ends up often his own mother.
0: Yeah. Crazy. Well, fa- backtrack a little bit. I can't. I want to. Because Gemma's
1: say- still alive in episode ten. Yeah. Maybe that's the one um let's see come to I think fi- it's next to the last episode where he kills Gemma
0: well we're when they were uh something happens with uh jury the uh the sons from Nevada, the bottom of the you the club that they yeah, patched over, yeah, uh somebody tells Jax that jury was a rat for something, and that uh jury was the one that ratted him out on on something they were doing, so Jax has a meeting with jury out in the middle of nowhere or whatever and they get into an argument well jacks and he kills jury and so one of the rules for the sons is that if you if you because
1: he killed jury that's one of the reasons he has to sacrifice
0: himself yeah and and the sons they do a they bring in all the presidents and they do a mayhem vote on jacks and they vote him out as president and then they 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 vote that is that his club has to kill him basically
1: Mm -hmm. yeah which they're not going to do. They're not going to do. Well, give me um give me this uh so kind of backing up and just like let's get in this one little story arc. So Kurt Sutter's character Otto like mm-hmm. Roosevelt and everybody that's been trying to get to the Suns is basically by this point. Otto ends up dying in prison, but he's like, he's having the most horrendous and horrible things happen to him in prison. It makes like Juice's time in prison look like nothing.
0: Well, they keep using him for things. They keep. well, and then it, they the, use his the, wife against start, them. Yeah, and then, then they,
1: they start. They get him stabbed. They get his other eye poked mm-hmm. out. Cause he's already blind in one eye. Then they like like
0: he gets raped and all of this. Well, horrible any time he does something for the club, there's always like retaliation for it. And that's why I said he's like the sacrificial lamb because he's being loyal to the club, but at the same time, the club's not doing anything to protect him. Remember when – I think it's in, like, season six or seven. I can't remember
1: at what point he dies, but he, like, bites his own tongue out. Yeah. Oh, my gosh, dude. I was losing it. That's such a tragic character. They're
0: trying to get him to – they're trying to get him to rat on – some on something I can't remember oh, what it was God. and he just yeah he he slams his slams his tongue oh. down on the ground and, and oh, bites his table own tongue right. and, sp- and then throws it up on the window and it's like oh. sliding down the glass. Oh my <laughs> gosh, man! I am
1: freaking out right now. That is just such a horrible. I, I remember yeah. seeing that twice. And that's the guy
0: that wrote the show. For it was, yeah. <laughs> and and
1: he's done. What was that other medieval show that he did? That, uh,
0: the bastard executioner. Yeah, and, and it didn't he really the, hit. He, right. He was also the. He also wrote for The Shield.
1: Yes, back yes. in the day,
0: that that the cop show with uh, Michael Chiklis. Yeah, The Shield. He did he did writing on that. I think that was his first like real big show that he ever worked on. Yeah, I'm hoping that they do
1: some sort of a spinoff. Same thing with Game of Thrones. It's like they really could. And like what like what they're doing. Better Call Saul. I really enjoyed that. Yeah. Um. Okay. So. What, uh, as we progress through the season, so Jax kills Gemma and then final episode, uh, to avoid, um, putting the club, like, cause it's basically like everybody will turn on the club if they don't kill Jax. Yeah.
0: Well, they're like, a, it's like they did, they did a mayhem vote on Jax, but his club is responsible for, for killing him. That's how it, that's how it goes because, you know, that's just, I guess that's their club rules. It's. Or it's implied in that, you know, they say that it has to go down, but it's got to be by his club. And so Jax meets up with them in, like, this warehouse or whatever, and they act like they're going to kill him, and they end up shooting, like, Happy in the arm or something, and they make it look like Jax 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 escaped from him. Yeah, Mm -hmm. because they go, we're not going to kill you, man. Like, we can't do that. You know, you've done nothing but try to make our club. things out. Yeah. And so he gives his his president's patch to uh, Chibs, Chibs is the new president of the Sons of Anarchy and uh and then Chibs makes uh, Tig vice president at the end of season 7.
1: And then Jax gets his dad's Indian,
0: is it? it that's a uh no, it's a uh panhead, panhead. It's a Harley panhead. Okay. Okay, yeah.
1: So and he um he basically at the spot where his dad committed uh, committed suicide or wrecked his bike um he starts off there and the cops find him. They're like looking for him, right? Is yeah, yeah. Well, he's
0: killed, he's killed like he killed, killed somebody on
1: the courthouse steps or something. Yeah, right? he
0: killed, uh, he killed, uh, the, not Damon the main, Pope, but the, Damon his, Pope's, the guy, who's his successor. Yeah. And then he killed, uh, he killed the, the undercover cop that was working against them too, uh, Borosky that owned the, that owned the little deli or whatever. Mm-hmm, yeah. They killed him and then, um, I don't want to say he got somebody else, but I can't remember who. He it was.
1: did. He he righted all the wrongs. I remember him taking out. Yeah. Uh, well, and see, so Juice got taken out in prison. Juice he, got
0: taken out in prison. Did uh, they, they shank him? Oh, did they yeah. shank him or did? Yeah, he kill Yeah, himself? Marilyn Manson shanks him in the neck because he, uh, he, and that was that was the whole thing. Either Juice, he Jax gave Juice a chance to right all his wrongs, but at the end, he was going to die. You know,
1: anyway. Marilyn Manson's going to be on JRE. Like <laughs> I, I think he was yesterday. I'm gonna look because I've been John Donaher and Marilyn Manson are both supposed to be on there this oh, weekend really? or this week I'll, I'll I, have to listen to that Yeah, I know, right? I cannot the wait. Death squad. Yeah. The Danaher death squad But I haven't um I, I heard it that they're both supposed to be on there yesterday and I'm like, What an incredible day but yeah. I haven't um let's see if it's on there yet. Uh video taking a day or so to get that
0: stuff up. Well,
1: usually I get I guess he didn't do one yesterday, I don't know it does it takes me a minute i need uh, i'm always refining my process but like i'm gonna refine my upload process more and more like i got my upload process down with like what i'm doing on the member site and Mm -hmm. and just like shorter youtube stuff it's not a big deal it takes like uh, like i can really do short videos fast yeah uh because i do them right from the device i usually record those on the ipad but um it's just a little bit of a process on the podcast but i think once uh i think i'm gonna get it down into it once i start bringing in the video feed i think it's gonna be a little easier with how i'm gonna do it so um yeah so jack's basically offs all their enemies offs all their enemies and then uh, gets his dad's motorcycle cops are
0: chasing him he's running out of gas and he uh basically is driving down this highway and uh thinking of contemplating his life and everything and uh he kind of says a little earlier in the episode. He kind of says a little f- farewell to his boys, and um, and he he basically hands his boys over to Nero and Wendy, his first wife, because she's cleaned up yeah. and they've kind of got back together or whatever. I guess you want to say they and, did get back together, yeah. And uh, and he says that he doesn't want them living this life of chaos, which is where his dad's words also, which his dad's words his dad's words to him was that he didn't ever want him to be a part of the club and didn't want him to know anything about the club. So he feels like he's got to do that for his sons. And uh, so he rides off into the sunset, and then cops are chasing him. And uh, all of a sudden, this big 18-wheeler comes around the corner, and uh, he sees this perfect opportunity to to end it, and he just drives that, right, drives that right motorcycle into right, into the, right into Rex the – Face first, wrecks his body. And it. what's even funnier is Michael Chiklis is the truck driver in that from the the guy from the shield really yeah
1: man yeah i never made that connection
0: well it, they they did a thing where uh Gemma actually meets him at a truck stop when Gemma's still alive like three episodes before that and uh they sit down and have like a little conversation and Gemma kind of confides in him a little bit about things that's been going on in her life and you know and it kind of sets him up it's like okay yeah i'm talking to his mother and then i'm gonna be the guy that accidentally kills him you know yeah. So and then the the show ends with uh I wanna say it was like some bread laying in the road or something and then like you see like blood stream down to the bread. Yeah. And that was it. And we wa- we watched that you and me watched that final episode together. We did, man. And now it's <laughs> come full circle because you are I think the seventh or eighth guest
1: on the podcast. And that kind of wraps it up, man. We uh we logged a nice little two-hour review here (laughs) so uh i'm gonna i'm gonna upload this today that way i can i'm kind of ahead on i got everything on youtube but like i said i'm gonna get it audio hosted sometime this week somewhere i just haven't really and i may just be my website but um so just a real quick preview so later on this week thursday um we're gonna do uh, thursday or friday i'll be doing video episodes i'm gonna have michael sandow on thursday um i gotta confirm with these guests but friday it's looking like i'm gonna have robert regner and josh wilson next tuesday i'm gonna have flavio and caleb on um Uh, then i'm doing a private lesson with flavio's third degree bjj black belt and guinness book of record holder for longest scooter ride (laughs) so funny i know dude that's
0: hilarious i i told somebody that the other day about his little riding up and down the coast or whatever and like that's insane dude i'm so excited to have
1: jack on he's coming in february 3rd so yep. gonna get to have him on i'm gonna
0: try to i'm gonna try to make it to his i i haven't
1: if you can't make it for, if you got schedule issues or anything maybe uh i know he's gonna he always does some private lessons while he's in yeah. um but he'll be flying in friday night and um We'll be hanging out Friday evening, and then um,
0: isn't that crazy? Like the the relationship y'all built up over like I know, man. He's a total. It's like just a dude you met. He's he's such a good
1: friend too. I love talking to him, and I'm so grateful to know him. Like I can't like not a day goes by where I don't think about I. I, I, And it's not to take anything away from anyone else. Like because like our coaches taught me all the techniques that like not all, but so many techniques. Like you Mm -hmm. could never replace it, but it's like he like assimilated things for me through these concepts and ways of explaining things it's just straight hicks and stuff that yeah. yeah. you know like connection the middle distribution of weight and that's i'm excited to get him on the on the podcast to talk about some of those topics and i i'm i'm really excited to have him in to train with him just to get to see him because he's a great friend and yeah. has, has yeah. been a, a huge influence on my jiu and um it is awesome that uh we've been able to connect because he was just in northwest arkansas trained at caleb's i looked him up his bjj versus cancer series mm-hmm. and, and budo videos so it's um i'm really uh this week in bjj he's been on that too and he's got a video with a million views called racist uber driver <laughs>
0: Racist yeah. Uber Driver.
1: yeah but uh, yeah, it's uh, I'm really looking forward to having him on, and uh, then I'll be having, uh, sometime soon, be having Jesse Weiss back on the podcast to talk about national parks, and um, he may talk about, uh, probably going to have him on a separate a- episode for the Buffalo River, and then we'll be doing our first couple episodes of Music Unraveled, like I mentioned at the beginning, and I'll be launching the History Unraveled very soon, I have my first uh, lecture and first history class next Tuesday that'll be good too
0: i think you're gonna be good at that man i think that's man i'm excited about it i've always wanted to do
1: it i just kind of got out of wanting to teach high school i almost i went all the way through um phase one of the praxis and uh, the praxis two and um did all but just a couple of classes and i decided i was like man after doing observations that i wanted to get my master's and would much rather do something like that and what i'm doing and it's much more flexibility to be able to do it on the side with the gym oh yeah and fortunately yeah. um one of the professors was gracious enough to trade me they were only going to offer me a night class which would have interfered with my monday evenings and um fortunately they uh are going to allow me to teach an 8 a.m spot which works perfectly So yeah, i get get good. out of morning bjj at six forty-five you know it's stop and get coffee and then we're in Morton yeah 20 25 minutes or so to get to Morton it's
0: not bad Oh, it's all. not even that it's not even that yeah it's for my house it's
1: 25 minutes from the gym it's going to be even
0: faster yeah you'll, you'll get there quick i i did some classes at morrowton back in the day motown when i was, when I was uh when i was uh, still a young and dumb college kid
1: yeah now we're in our 30s bro
0: Dude, is it weird to think about how like how far we've come, like from the first time we started oh, yeah. training together? I, and
1: that's why you know I, why I want to do this is because it's still fresh enough to get the word out. Like when I go give talks at high schools and stuff, I've got like a little narrative that um, that I put out there. But it's it's it, I want to record that perspective on like just the whole entrepreneurial journey. Yeah. like uh, like I had uh, Bear who's doing stand-up comedy on now and um, he was my third guest on Life Unraveled and like we had a spot where we just talked about kind of like getting to do that which you love which like dude I guarantee you like you're you you i have always been like yeah brandon's an, he's an outdoorsman you know he likes he likes hunting he likes yeah. being outside you're gonna love that game warden job. oh because yeah. yeah. i mean if you you know it's probably going to be like all the things you like about law enforcement and in hunting yeah <laughs> you know and i mean I, I like any job and i tell i tell people this it's like i love the gym I love everything that I do. I've proportionated my life in such a way that I get to, I feel like I only get to do the things that I enjoy and love to do, but they still cause stress too. Oh yeah. You know, yeah. and that's it. You, it's like, you're not going to reduce the stress. Like, no. and two, it's just more like I've been, um, I'm always thinking like today I responded kind of poorly to some stress and we, and we all do, but it's like, I was, uh, I'd like, pr- I'd like set the computer at the gym, went and got a coffee and I was uploading an episode and it was like the final one and core is just like shut it and i was like because it takes like a couple of hours for me to yeah. to raw upload so oh, like i'll man. do it and i was like but it I, I was able to get it uploaded before you got here because i was like <laughs> i took the mac with me i was like i'm gonna while i'm teaching bjj you know it's gonna take yeah. a couple hours and i have a little faster internet at the gym too mm-hmm. so but uh you know it's just like it definitely was not that big of a
0: deal yeah so well, you know how you deal with stress you just relieve it you know, and like yeah going like going to the gym is like it's, it's, al- key, it's always man. been kinda of my stress reliever. It's you know, key. like whenever I had bad days at work and stuff like that. I mean I those were the nights that I was in the gym the most.
1: Dude, we did um we did wall work last night and uh, I was super sore this disappointed too. <laughs> but I got this Velcro burn on like my hamstring and back of my leg and it's like the worst freaking Velcro burn <laughs> I've ever had, bro. Like it is like like wraps around my like all the way around my leg and it's like i'm like D- what did you have wolverine claws like yeah. i was like as soon as practice was over i'm like in the shower Moth is just like just scrubbing my leg <laughs> down i was like please don't get stabbed please don't get stabbed Man, I get – because, like, man, how many people, you know, leave their glove in their bag? Oh, yeah. Like, and it never comes out, and they never clean it. It's so disgusting. I talk about it all the time. But we've been doing uh, – we're starting a Saturday MMA class, and we've been doing yeah, extra – Yeah, Boxing's last class of the night now, so we've been doing extra – um sparring mma look we did all wall work last night oh, yeah. so
0: i may be able to start making it
1: yeah bad. dude i've I totally forgot to tag you in that yesterday because no, i know your schedule's no. been weird but i talked to you about it anyway I'm previously the, i'm
0: the i'm the old mma guy in the gym now. yeah well you know like i <laughs>
1: josh wendell he trained at att top team yeah. he or uh, american top team atlanta and um he uh he was my first guest on sports and I was in, he's a nuclear engineer at the plant, like yeah. a reactor engineer. And you were telling me about really him good dude. Class. I, I, he's a, he's a bro already. I, I really like him. And, um, so he is, uh, he's going to be helping out a, a little bit that he's like, man, like we got Brent right now. I'm gonna have, he's like teaching the rubber guard one night a week. Mm-hmm. And we're going to have him on the podcast. Eventually That's he's good. super cool veteran, 20 years military. Now he's yeah. like going back and forth to Germany as a consultant all the time. But Um, I'm looking forward to, uh, you know, like getting him involved because he's an MMA enthusiast. Brent and Seth are no Gi enthusiasts. Several people like Gi and no Gi, several people like Judo and BJJ. A lot of people like grappling but just like having those uh enthusiast niches is nice because oh, yeah. it, like he's not i mean he has a gi he's done some judo but he's not really you know mma is his thing and i'm like well I, we need people like that too we need yeah. people that, like surrett's been coming back in helping with the boxing club too. albert's has been helping danny's been working a lot of crazy crazy say he worked more overtime 2017 than he's ever worked in his life but um they bought, they bought a new house and moved and and things like that. But you know, we having people like those guys are boxing specialists. I'm not, you know, they're not running five things a week. That's like, they're only thinking about punching and it's, it's nice to have that perspective and to learn from those people and see how they interpret and do things and run a class and coach it's uh that's the
0: things we didn't have when we were when we were coming up it's
1: not and I like now I've been doing everything that we've been doing long enough so I got my judo black belt last year I'd done judo for over seven years um four tips on my BJJ brown belt um you, all the time through the i mean because we started off doing mma It was no geek kickboxing yeah. mma and then in 2013 really started getting into boxing it expanded like i mean tim and i just sat in here the other day and broke down boxing i've cornered over half a dozen boxing fights of this season yeah. so with usa boxing um here in uh here in the state but uh Anyway, good times. We looking forward yeah. to that, but definitely on time because like the very first day that he's gonna have uh, run the class, I'm gonna be out of town, corner to boxing fight. Oh, so, yeah. but there'll be times where like I know he mid March he goes into outage, and I can obviously be there to run some classes. But uh, we'll definitely because uh, that'll be nice if you get that game warden spike. because I'm sure it's gonna be at noon on Saturdays. Yeah. So I'm sure you'll have some availability. Likely, yeah. Right?
0: Well, I'll be uh, I'll be gone from uh march until july i've I've got to go through their academy again or their training academy that's different than the law than the police academy that i went through a few years back so i got to go through all that again um not really looking forward to that but uh
1: how many weeks is that you said
0: 18 okay yeah. yeah i'll be home on the weekends though so you know i'll be able to that's my thing i'm gonna try to come down there to the gym and train for a few hours at least while I'm home, you know, and because, uh, you know, you got to keep your training up while you're gone. And,
1: yeah, man. And, uh, well, and um, but my my schedule. You've been getting it my, in
0: lately, man. It's been nice seeing you on the mat. Yeah, so much. yeah, I, man. I just felt like, uh you know, after I quit fighting, I just, I wasn't. Well, and when I was fighting, I, I felt like my BJJ. Did, I didn't give my BJJ the attention it deserved, or that it needed. You know, yeah, I was progressing. You know, but yeah. I just felt like I never really. uh
1: yeah, what so you won your first four fights by submission, is that right? Yeah, yeah,
0: that's what I thought. And how many? Well, I've won, you won all been? my fights by submission. Okay, all, all yeah. my win, all my wins were finishes.
1: Man, that uh, that one fight in Hot Springs, that decision loss, I just still think about that a lot. Yeah, because it was not like I rewatched that fight a bunch of times, and I'm just yeah. like, my but, but you know that's, what? That, that's it's how it goes, man. That's
0: that's things you learn from, man. And I and I and I have no I have no regrets about my fighting career. You know, I look back on it, and
1: they should be fond memories. I tell Cora all the time because she's 25, yeah. and I'm like, you know, yeah, this is a grind. This is a stress, but, like, you can't do this forever. Like, you're seeing Holly Holm come on the end yeah. of her career right now, yeah. and she is awesome. She's great. She's, she's winded down. She's 36 years old. Yeah. You know,
0: well, she and she boxed for
1: thirty three pro boxing pro fights. Box, if I'm I mean, not that's mistaken. a lot. Of, that's
0: a lot of mileage, man. It really that's is. That's a lot of mileage. People don't realize.
1: I mean, yeah, when I when I started, like, that's when I mean, like even um, even Johanna is um, in her early thirties. Yeah,
0: but the careers
1: they've had prior, like Johanna's had all this Muay kickboxing, yeah. Muay Thai, and it's um,
0: that takes a toll on you, man. I mean, it, it, uh, yeah, as you and I both know. Look at freaking Jeremy Horn. Jeremy Horn wow, had like a hundred and twelve professional that's mma not not no kickboxing no boxing all mma 100 and something mma fights i mean can you imagine yeah i had what a dozen no i had like 16 altogether i think yeah you know amateur and pro and i fought i fought four times in one year as an amateur and i thought that was a lot is that like your first year it was like second year, second yeah, or third yeah, year, yeah. kind of in between my like the middle of my record of my amateur record. I remember fighting four times in one year, and and I had and I was I was I was tired, man, just from the weight cutting and the, dude, you and remember, the training. You
1: remember how shitty that first cage you fought in was? Oh my gosh,
0: dude! I thought I was
1: gonna fall through the floor. I know, man. <laughs> oh man. That you and Levi both fought on that, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Yeah. Max tap. Max tap MMA. Oh man. Come and on. that's not even. I mean, I'd like to say that we've come a much. I mean, I would say right now MMA in the states better than it's ever been, especially since they're going to start doing blood testing.
0: Oh yeah, but um, But, yeah, they're like, what was? But still, man, I feel like
1: we really, because I remember my first fight was unsanctioned, Mm -hmm. and that was in 2008, I believe, and then 2009 I fought and it was sanctioned, and that's when like, you would think it being sanctioned, the Wild West days would end, but. They they still seated oh, all the way. All that KP and AXC, that was all just Wild West. Oh, yeah, opinion, dude. Man. It it's was. Like, just like Bellator right now. But it was fun, though. Yeah. Well, I had a blast, man. It, oh,
0: dude, we'll be talking about it forever. And that's, you know. Yeah, I tell, I tell people all the time, it's like, you know, even though I don't fight anymore, I still think about it all the time. Yeah. It's such a big part of my life, you know, because I did it for – I did it for like seven or eight years straight. And you're, you're, you,
1: you're you're never going to stop. I bet watching MMA or, you know, cornering a fight or coaching at a tournament. It's always going to be there, man, in the background. And just like for me, aging from 19 years old to third about to be 31 doing martial arts, super seriously, pretty much damn near every day. It's, um, it's interesting to be where I'm at because uh, since I, I started noticing my recovery going down when I got to be about 28, mm-hmm.
0: that's where it hit, that's where it hit and that, me And that, that's really time. the
1: only thing that I've noticed uh, a downfall in is recovery. I mean, like the injuries, I guess, are probably more frequent, but I blame that on not allowing the recovery to take its natural process. Cause, and I, now I'm a lot better at that. I Like I don't, I roll every day. But, like, I mean, and too, like, some people, like, I, I typically don't roll a lot at, in the evenings. I yeah. roll in the mornings. I roll in the afternoons. Or I roll uh, – I do a lot of private lessons through the week. I roll with those guys. And it's like I'm getting my rolling in, and and I'm getting, like um, – I'm getting it. Like, I look at what I'm doing with everybody, and I get mine in for me, too, mm. through that process. It, it, but it's it's unconventional in comparison to that, even the – above average student that's in there every day yeah. because it's like yeah you're here every day I'm here every day 2 3, two, three times, times a day, a day. 8 yeah. hours a day minimum I'm engaged in martial arts yeah. and and then outside of that another probably 3 or 4 doing stuff like this conversation we're tacking on the end of our sons of anarchy review (laughs) so which is so funny it doesn't matter what the podcast is about it's like yeah we're going to talk about sons of anarchy for an hour and a half but we're going to talk about mma for 20 minutes and then we're also going to talk about other unrelated tv shows (laughs) for another 15 minutes it it, it is so cool how the conversation carries itself all these different places and how you lose thoughts and And come back to him because you know, like the audience, like already somebody because uh, we've got fifty, over fifty views, sixty views in less than twenty four hours. Yeah. So, but one of them was like, I just wanted to comment, like that's the answer, because I was like, what's that
0: guy's name? You know?
1: Yeah. And. um no, I'm sure I'm sure yeah. somebody will
0: get on there and be like, oh yeah, y'all missed this or whatever. Yeah. But, but uh know, it's it's just cool to think about like you know where we started at you know back in the day. I remember walking into the Inferno and. Nobody talking to me. You were, you were like the first, literally the first guy that ever talked to me.
1: Yeah, well, see, too, it's like I was like at that time, like I was just coming off of working a whole lot. Mm-hmm. And um, I was just like. You were a car salesman, I was like, yeah." not <laughs> I was like, oh, here's this new guy. I don't know who he is. I'm going to work with him or roll with him or whatever. Yeah. And, um, yeah, now here we are. Let's see how many. What, what year did you start? Today? I started I at the end of 08. End of 08. Yeah. Wow. So you'd already been there for. I started at the end of '06. I started yeah. January '06. There's a, a old f- uh, photo that floats around every year, um, in like February of '07, and it was like my. It was, Is that that drink seminar? Yeah, yeah with where, Paulo the Brazilian. Yeah,
0: and then like there's a bunch of guys. Mike there. Page got
1: his um, his um, Inferno belt at that seminar. Oh really? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Good times, fond memories. First seminar I ever did. Maverick Dunn, who I trained with. I remember and, Maverick? Yeah. yeah. Dunn, Colin. First. Um, we fought on uh, my first fight kickboxing. We fought on the same card together. Yeah. So, yeah, and that was that was '08.
0: And I've almost accomplished all three of my goals that I set when I first started. What? Which were? Uh, first one was get Inferno black belt, okay, which, I've already, which I've already which I've already done that. Uh, second one was become a pro fighter. Done. done that, and now it's just getting my BJJ black belt. You're and on I'm, it, man. Dude,
1: I, like that's why. And,
0: and those were the only three goals that I ever set for myself. You when know? I
1: got my purple belt, like Caleb, like talked to me a couple of times and and kind of wrote me a little note with it and was like, "People that get their purple belt pretty much don't not get their black belt. You know, yeah. like you're you're pretty much on the inside now. Like you, you know, this is." this is a, a more, higher level of lifers yeah exactly and more it's lifers. not that i wasn't before but it's like it's a it's a pretty serious milestone in the brown belt even more so right. um but uh yeah it's an incredible journey man i'm gonna end up being uh if they if the promotions happen at next year's team camp it's gonna be like a 12-year pipe yeah which and you know i will probably well, it'll produce. be it'll be the same for me it'll yeah.
0: be, I'll be about 10 11 years something like the close or close to 12 anyway most of the people i end up producing they will probably be eight to ten year black belts yeah.
1: just as how it's yeah. how it's looking for people that are purple and browns like because like john being um being a brown but i mean he's put his he put his time in he's, he's competing a ton yeah ran his own school for a year and a half um and you know it's been has been real consistent over the years so and and put pretty much all his eggs in the grappling basket yeah you know with his judo to compliment as a cherry on top but
0: uh well that just goes to show you like how how much it's changed from when we started you know and how much how
1: much different it can be too if you don't subdivide it even though i do more more jiu-jitsu than anything and i wouldn't say that it's like i do it more so it's more of a passion because i do it more but like, I, I personally enjoy and love k- striking just as much as I, yeah. I i for for many of the same reasons, you know. So, well, anyway, dude, let's go ahead and wrap let's this wrap up. up. I'm going to go do some yoga here in a few <laughs> minutes, I believe. I don't know. I don't know if I have time to get over to the gym. But oh, you might have time. Yeah going to need to eat a little something, too, as we've been casting it up for two hours and 20 minutes, man. Well, all right, guys. Uh, we'll see everybody next time, and uh, we'll start getting this uh, uploaded.